Mike, turn your games down. Five of games my mom found. I am Mike Overton, and who's running around the jungle with me tonight? As always, this is Richard. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I'm gonna finally have two beers, bitch. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you had to get that joke. <laughs> yes, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ken. Poor Ken. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I've, you've challenged. You said that that joke will never get old. It will not. Challenge accepted. We'll never get old. <laughs> and of course, you might know me from my web, uh, my uh, YouTube channel, Rich Kale, as well as fan fiction sites where I have stuff up under my name or Rich Kale or Rich Skits Kale or Rich Gen X. One of the names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Cody Swamp, born in the house, LeBeau, professional exotic animal wrangler, warden of the Riverlands, bender of limbs, winter soldier, gentleman, adventurer, handsomest man. I believe it was 2018. Rigor of hearts, treasure hunter, very apt to the game we're talking about this evening. Friend to every single animal not apt to this game that we're currently playing. Father of Grover, a TikTok star, author of Harangi Fire. Yes, the Crescent City Saint, the Mississippi Miracle, the Acadian Nightmare, the one, the only, thank God for that, Cajun Crippler, wooer of ostriches. Cody Lavo, I'm back. Part three. We're raiding some tombs, y'all. <laughs> yes. You forgot. You forgot a video game ass expert. Oh yeah, of course. Video game mass e- ass expert. <laughs> that was uh, good. Enjoyer of asses, Cody Lavo. <laughs> <laughs> and this game does have ass for you, so. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, so. We are here to talk about, we are wrapping up a trilogy, which is something I don't do in the show all the time. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider came out in 2018, developed by EDOS Montreal, published by Square Enix. It's so weird, you know, they don't own it anymore, which I'm actually okay with. And this, yeah, this came out in 20, yeah, 2018 and came out in Stadia in 2019. <laughs> so, <laughs> nobody's playing it on there, but... Yeah, I had never played this game before. We've been we did the other two Tomb Raiders earlier on the show. They were kind of close back to back, and this one I kind of put some time in because I didn't want to burn myself out on a series because <laughs> that can happen. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. But this is the end of the reboot trilogy, which I mean I think we're getting another one, which I'm assuming will have nothing to do with the series or will be years farther ahead or something, some kind of crap like that. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. It doesn't matter, but yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're here to talk about tonight. I'm going to kick this thing off by doing a shot, which I do with every single time that I'm on one of your podcasts. I, you can see that. It is Drinking My Baby Goodbye, which is uh, my favorite <laughs> Charlie Daniels shot, shot glass. Excellent song. Cheers. I, I'm drinking something. Southern Comfort. Drinking Bacardi and rum mixed with juice I bought, mango juice that I bought at the store today. Don't. Don't chase it at first. I like I like that Southern Comfort to burn just a little bit. That's because you're Texan. And yeah. while I said I, I said I was going to have two beers, I just have Coca Cola. <laughs> have two cokes. And I'm cra- well, I am cracking open had, the first. I had game. two earlier. This is three. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I Coke? Southern Comfort. Southern Comfort good enough for Janis Joplin. Good enough for me. That's what I would say. <laughs> Made in New Orleans. Same as me. <laughs> See, I don't normally drink lately anymore, especially not on this show, but every time you're on, Cody, I have to drink. So Exactly. I am peer pressure, Mike. I am This well, is why my shows are so fun. When you have when you have me on, this is a this is a full blown Skype 
the party that we're throwing. We're only time really going to talk about video games. I swear. The, the few times I actually get off my ass and hook up my camera and do video. So yeah. I see, and I and I like that. I like getting to see these these handsome faces of Richard and the and the other guy that hosts the show. Yes, the guy. Well, that that's works from I, home. I don't consider myself handsome. Oh, you devil! Ladies, you cannot see it. I know that you have tons and tons of female listeners, Mike. But I have some, trust I that. for those of you listening out there in podcast land, do not let Richard fool you. He is a straight up fox. All right, that is he is handsome. <laughs> he is a handsome man. And but, so Shadow Tomb Raider, I came into with no expectations before. Actually, I've heard I want to say long before this that people consider this the worst of the trilogy is what I had heard beforehand. So I came, I had bad opinions about it at first, but then one of my uh, one of the friends of the show, Marina, had mentioned this is her favorite. I'm like, okay, so it kind of it opened my mind up a little bit to take a to take a listen to the show or listen to the show, listen to this game, and be like, and come at it with uh, that Picard, you're already hitting me. Come at it with a more open mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't under now that I played through this entire game, I don't understand why people didn't like this one. You know, and I and well, look at me. I was one of the ones who played the original Tomb Raiders. I'd watch people play the original Tomb Raiders. And, you know, you hear them, t- you, I heard some of them badmouth the, se- the series. And once I finally played it, I'm like, this is actually pretty good and pretty fun. And they do have some nice little nods to the original tri- the original games in these games, especially in this one with some of the costumes you can get. <laughs> oh, I forgot I had costumes. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I, I played the Angel of Darkness skin oh. <laughs> for quite a bit of this game. And I don't care if there were all kinds of dramatic moments in it it was it was way too funny not to do that yeah, or like or like polygon tissue box boob laura oh you were that one <laughs> oh yeah no, that one was fun too but angel of darkness i i didn't realize that one was going to be my favorite but it ended up being my favorite of all the skins you thought on the ps2 game right because the hot pants yeah. Yes, like I feel like that's like one of the few that had shorts she's in the jungle like i get that they're stinging insects but like Half of her outfits don't have sleeves, so why not put her in shorts? If you're going to do the homage, you're not going to give her twin pistols, even though they they hinted at it. But, like, you can't even put her in shorts. What's up with that? I think they knew that if they gave her both the the twin pistols in this one, they knew Mike was going to try and throw in there a two-guns bitch joke. Yes. He would have, yes. Especially after you drink more alcohol. Would have been worth it. Uh. No, so I, actually, I was messing around with the with the skins. Just I was just replaying it, looking over some of the lore items, and oh my god, I like there's a lot of lore items in this one. Yeah, oh yeah. But I put I put the I first was in like the I when I restarted the game up, I had it last in the San Jose area. Yeah, that was the name. And I put her into <laughs> the the Tomb Raider two outfit, and I then went to a different area. I think I went to, over to the like the the cistern area. Okay. And damn it, it just put me in one of those outfits. Oh, when the game switches. Yeah. Yeah, it'll switch you back. And when I went to put it back on, mm-hmm. it couldn't be selected. Oh, that's weird. Weird. Oh, because of the game. No, well, there are it, it a few sense. moments. There's certain yeah, areas. Yeah, there's a few moments where, where it, it won't let you pick anything out. Yeah. Like specifically around the hidden city, I think it was. Yeah. The when she has to wear the rebel outfit <laughs> and then she has to wear the most un- I I am skipping ahead cuz that doesn't That's bother fine. me. I have some thoughts about this. Cuz this okay, this game is incredible. The plot is n- not good. Like not even yeah. a little bit. 
but <laughs> very, very fun game. It is bad plot. There, there, there are some key moments where you have to wear the outfit. One of them is the skull cult member green, which is a great looking outfit. It has horns and she's yeah, like evil. Yeah. So she, she rolls up to the enemy cultist base. They know her. They've seen her at this point. And and she's a, a white British woman. <laughs> Never mind that, that that there doesn't appear to be any women in this cult. But she pops up like, "Hello, I'm Paul. You're cult, I am." And they're like, "All right, lady, you don't know the secret password." And she's like, "Chim chim chiru, the eyes at dawn." And they're like, "Well, she seems legit." And they let her into the most secret part of the base to like light shit on fire, like. She her her hair is in a ponytail like mine where it's like a it's not it's not even tied back like she has a scrunchie in her hair and she's white and they're in Peru she, she is whiter than Larry Bird and she sounds like Jane Goodall she doesn't even throw on an accent she's like I mean was it even a British voice actress because that I is some know. Dick Van Dyke Brit <laughs> like hello I'm here to steal your artifacts I am I'm gonna now, put them in me house. Let me see if I could see anything here. I, I like the it. wiki page load up. But I also it was, it was yeah. no, it's it's a very fun game, but there there's there there's some plot fuckery going on. Uh, also, Laura is is the villain of this game. Hashtag <laughs> don't add me. Laura Laura is okay, and 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 I've been saying this for three games now. Is it Laura or is it Lara? Because they call Laura. her both. I think it's okay Laura. because like even Jonah calls her Laura. But I feel like at some point even her own father calls her Lara. So I, I, I feel like she is because she's, to, it's just one of those things that she's accepting it either way. Because she's British and she's polite and she cannot stand the even the thought of having to correct someone about her own name because it would be just terribly inconvenient. And uh, just so <laughs> you know, Cody, yes, the actress who played that voiced Lara is British born. Okay. And she also played Josephine Joe Wilson in ABC's Grey's Anatomy. Huh. Which maybe I should have picked up on because when my late wife was alive, uh, she was a fan of Grey's Anatomy. And uh, she was on the show from, let's see. The show Well, she started on the show in season nine and season ten she was a regular. I don't know how many seasons she was a regular. You know, that show is uh, No, she was actually – no, she was actually – the character was on the show as far back uh, – very recent uh, – at least the last one it says here on the wiki, 2020. Okay. Yeah, that – I remember that when I first moved out to Minnesota in 2007, that show was on. And I've been – and I and – I'm still living in Minnesota, and that show is still on. And I'm just like, my God. You're man, right. that's – man, that show ran longer than Jag, I swear to God. It's trying. It's still. I mean, Jag is is it's still running. Yeah. Oh, it's still on. Yeah, oh, great time. It's still going. How many seasons? Because that what? came out when I was like a senior in high school. Uh, so that's like got to be going on twenty years. That show. It's getting there. Nineteen seasons. Jeez. My God. I remember. Jeez, that is a long. So that's time. what happens. When and if it ever quotes, unless unless uh, special victims unit uh, ends its run and Grey's Anatomy keeps going. They'll have to run a couple more seasons to t- overtake the record of longest running American drama. Okay. Really, really, S SVU? Huh. Yeah, SVU just took it away from both Law and Order and uh, Gunsmoke few few seasons ago when they announced their twenty. Gunsmoke season. ran off for yeah, like a long twenty time. seasons. 
Wow. Yeah. So speaking of Tomb Raider, what I want one thing about this game that I really <laughs> like. Blew, was on for 14 years. No, no, not Mike. <laughs> that blew me away. Like in the beginning, there's a. I mean, just the fact that this game lets you alter so many different settings. You can change it so that way people talk in their native tongue instead of in English, which makes more sense. Except Laura doesn't mm-hmm. change the language, which doesn't make sense. But okay. But, like, they did stuff like that. You can change the difficulty for puzzles, for combat, for everything. You can set different difficulties. And I'm like, this is great. Like, I love when games give you different features to adjust to a person who might who, who wants to enjoy a game but just isn't good enough to play it. Unlike some games that have Metroid in the title, they, they don't help you. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> no, I did, I did like that, for me, I could make the combat easy, but the puzzle's hard, which is how I like to which is how I, I wanted to do it. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if that's how most people like to do it. Like, there's nothing to me more frustrating than to die in the same spot over and over and over and over again, which to me is usually as a result of combat, covers blown, doing something like that. Yeah. As I've said on the show many times, I'm a dad and I ain't got time for that. If, <laughs> if a puzzle just gets too incredibly hard, I can pull up like a wiki and just look up the next little step on that if I get stuck, which I didn't for this game. But if I needed to, in theory, I could just barely scroll and kind of piecemeal what I'm supposed to be doing next. But combat, it's either like like get good or (laughs) turn the game off. So it's nice just being able to just blow through it. To kill some dudes. Combat was a really small part of this game anyway, which I actually liked. Me too. Because like I can I can shoot dudes and. 90% 90% of any games that are out there anyway. Um, and I get that, you know, I mean, it, it was nice to have and it made for some good set pieces and stuff. But I did like having that option because I, I would much rather be challenged in trying to figure out a puzzle than being challenged trying to figure out how to kill a bunch of the same dudes over and over. And speaking oh, yeah. of puzzles, I want to say, like, because I played this on the easiest, I could literally hit L3 and she would just tell me, I should move this. I should move yeah. this. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I don't have to look at yeah. anything. <laughs> I didn't try to figure things out. Like, hmm, I wonder what to do. L3, L3. Come on, tell me what to do, Laura. Tell me what to do. I played those basic. on the hardest. Never had a problem with them anyway. Anyway, you were going to say, Richard? Yeah, I played this pretty much. I didn't look anything. I only looked one thing up, and that's because I just couldn't figure out, what am I supposed to do first in this in this room? I mean, I see I have to move stuff. I can move stuff, but how do I get it? What, what do I do first? What do, I, I had to look it up to get just an idea of where I have to – what I have to move first, and I got – then everything just fell into place. Yeah, and, and, and it's usually always just something really obvious. I know that I've gotten stuck on that in games where it's like I'm just standing around. Just I have no idea what to do next, and you'll look at it, and it's the most obvious thing. It's like not it's like not even a puzzle. It's just like it's just like walk here, you fucking dingus, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess I should. But it's like literally, you'll just miss a wall that you didn't see or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's it. It's not I know, bad. It's like never a puzzle. Yeah. And also like with I, I'm assuming it was on, on hard difficulties too. If you press a certain button and does like your eagle sense or whatever the hell it's called, yeah, it would pinpoint oh, yeah. stuff that I want to look at. And go, okay, that's a thing of interest and. and- and that and that eagle yeah. sense was different, I think, depending on what your difficulty was. I think on the okay. easier one, it'll it'll like highlight the enemies, but like on my setting, it wouldn't. Okay. So it'll like it, like uh, the one I I would did uh, the the setting that I did. I got like some gear when it was close, like if if there was scrap, but it wouldn't show me animals. I think that's a a sense you uh, a skill point you have to get later on though. 
but yeah. it would show me climbable walls, and that yeah. and that was about it. So I never felt like I was lost because I'd be like, oh, where's the next rock face? And then it would show me where that was. But as far as anything else, I, I turned it up to the hardest, and it wouldn't show me much of anything unless I was really close to it. I liked how you the set how it looked for the set of the skill building. Mm-hmm. Because this time around, I mean, you could select certain skills to advance when you wanted to advance some. Some unlocked once you advanced one skill to a certain point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there were some that if you complete certain tasks, you unlock the skill. Yeah. Or and the, that was actually a clever idea. Or the tombs to unlock skills. Yeah, yeah the tombs yeah, also. And, some and sometimes tombs. you need them to advance the story, too. Right. I feel like most of the skills, though, were fairly like I, I'm not sure how much I actually got out of this out of the skills. Like there was the underwater breathing one. I felt mm-hmm. like it was pretty useful. Oh, yeah. And then past that, like even the weapon upgrade was like, oh, well, this one will unlock the next round of weapon upgrades. I had the the weapons from the from like the old games that it will put because like I played it on on the, the PC. So from Rise and the. First one, wait, the, Tomb the other two, Rise. yeah, 2013, yeah. right, is that it will incorporate some of the guns as soon as you un- unlock just the standard version. Okay. So I just use those, and the only reason that I ever upgraded any of the other weapons is because I maxed out on scrap, and I'm like, oh, I should probably get rid of this <laughs> and get some more. But yeah. I know ne- I never even used those. I didn't so, either. Yeah, like I, I didn't, I didn't need to. I mean, of course, I was also playing on the easiest setting for combat, and there, and there was so little of it that you could. Just hardly even tell anything. I just kind of shotgunned everything. Wasn't that nice though? But it was okay. no, it was beautiful. Loved it. They're so. Loved it. I mean, compared to like one and two, where she. I mean, especially mm-hmm. one where she murders yeah. a fucking city, and you look at this mm-hmm. game where she just murders a town or a village. You know, not a city. Well, with a with. Well, I mean, she did murder a city with a flood that she caused. And other yeah, and an yeah. earthquake she caused. But but I'm talking about like gun combat. Like I know it's I didn't have to actually do anything shot, with the we yeah. just took an item story wise and the world ends mm-hmm. and it's okay. It wasn't no, it wasn't me yeah. having to put bullets in exactly. their heads. Exactly. It wasn't you having to do it individually. She was much more efficient at <laughs> genociding everyone with a biblical flood in Mexico. Uh, well, let's Laura put it this way. Is, is the villain of this. Uh, she she takes a dagger that she knows she shouldn't have taken, drowns a bunch of children. You know she drowned the children. We saw one fall off the side of a building. That's your fault. The blood is on your hands. And then you then you kill a bunch of, of native demon things while you're underground, like the monster zombie Mayan, not Mayan, Inca, not Inca things, which have thoughts and feelings and hopes and dreams, and you killed a bunch of them. Who, uh, who only attacked you because you invaded their home. And then it's very clearly shown in in her childhood that she and her family are taking artifacts from other nations and not even putting them in a in like the British Museum, which would be which would be kind of shady at best uh, that they wouldn't belong to their own nations. But no, no, she she's even doing that to show off for like educational <laughs> reasons. She's just keeping them in her house. Which I'm, I, I don't think it's strictly legal, you know. I, 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 well, hey, what they don't know you have, it's okay. She's very British, is, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, this isn't this isn't even Indiana Jones, you know. It belongs in a like in, a museum. in a, yeah, in like in Chicago somewhere. No, no, she's just taking shit. Laura, you're just taking. I mean, you can say that you're trying to save the world. You could totally collapse something and leave it underground. No, you're taking that shit. <laughs> You're putting it in in like in your backpack and you're throwing 
cocktail parties for you and your rich prick friends and go, look at what I saved from the native peoples of such and such island somewhere. Lara I'm guessing also done. you didn't get all the lore or anything like that, Cody? No, I did, and it made it worse. <laughs> no, I didn't read any. No justifiable thing. reason for any of this. Well, and that's that's part of the lore that gets uncovered throughout the game, but it sort of ties into what Trinity was trying in the last game. Mm-hmm. Well, what they were initially thinking they were going to do when they got the uh, what was it in the last game? Immortality something but I don't remember what yeah. item it was. Well, they were trying to get that, and then Trinity believed it would, quote, reboot the world. Which, were they very specific about that? Yeah, yes, it is okay. in the lore. Okay. It is yeah, and that's what, I mean, like, that's the whole plot of this game, is that he thinks right. that what he's doing will, and, which also reminds me of Templars and Assassin's Creed, but... <laughs> well, yeah, no, this there. game was very... Assassin's Creed with the with the chase, and yeah. the, I mean, like, even more than, than the uh, other two. But anyway, you were saying? But it's Trinity wants it to remake the world in their image. And they are the they are these nutcases in the church that believe that they know what is right. They know what God wants. The last time God destroyed the world, destroyed the world, he promised not to do it again. Well, with the flood, he, That's he right, promised not flood. to do it with the flood. He could light the entire world on fire. I don't think God specified that. But. What they figured is is that these two artifacts, the the knife and the box, those mm-hmm. are the tools to destroy the world and restart it again. Mm-hmm. And that they put it, and that God put it in man's hands. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. That's what they believe. And it's also revealed, like throughout the like the story, the lore of the game, mm-hmm. that the head of Trinity is always called Doctor Dominguez. Okay. Amaru, who is a Citizen of Petiti, mm-hmm. and he ran was, away and then came back and yeah, his yeah. younger his uh, younger brother was made the was the quote ruler of Petiti. Mm-hmm. So you know he took on the responsibility. He and Trinity took on this cult of Kukulkan right. to basically gain control. And I think in some ways Amaru was playing his own game using oh, yeah. the resources of Trinity. Yeah. So that he can recreate the world in his image, which means just Petiti. Right. Which, I, which even if Laura needed the the box and the dagger and a few other things to keep them out of Trinity's hands, then why did Crop Manor need like a Spanish conquistador armor and a bunch of African masks and like a baby T Rex skeleton and the White Queen and like a bunch of other stuff that probably belonged to the other nations that they were originally found in? Well, Especially since, statistically speaking, that T-Rex was probably found, like, in Montana, because a bunch <laughs> of the T-Rexes were found here. Hashtag give them back to the USA, Lara. <laughs> we're all affected by by the Croft, the Croft family's crimes and just stealing stuff to put in their big, cool castle mansion. Well, by the ways it, it looks, it's basically her father was solely was initially interested in research into the possibility of an afterlife, trying to figure out things and all that. Immortality. And then then he finds out that, well, perhaps like living forever means your children and everything, which is such a like interstellar cop out. (laughs) Like the power was love the whole time. 
Yeah, but I would be happened, a little bit more upset were I the father Croft. Yeah, now he was also getting to know the people involved in Trinity, but he didn't know that they were Trinity. Okay, see, that I, I, I was curious about, because there's a scene in this game where Dominguez was like, oh, your father was a good man. He was really smart. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, we, we work together to figure out immortality. It's like my father and Trinity, they never bring that up. In like the first two games, right? Was that yeah, ever written? It is actually it okay. is because Anna worked with Trinity, and she's oh, yeah. also trying to get him to stop the research. Okay, so so it, it was established that to stop the research since she's not sharing it <laughs> or discredit him. I don't know. It seemed like a big reveal to me for something that you and needed. When, yeah, when the discrediting didn't stop him, they had to kill him. Right. But in a like very, in in the most. Oh, and the most Epsteinian fake suicide <laughs> that I've ever seen. He was on the phone, which I know I've 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 had some bad conference call too. But there's no way that that guy did that. That was horrible. No, most that was they staged that in such a ham-fisted way. Yeah, yeah but when was, they got the resources to control everything, that, that that is true. But I feel I feel like they could have executed it better. Pun intended. But, like, it was, that was, and then Laura was shocked. She's like, you killed my father? And he's like, yeah, like, you didn't figure that out? Like, <laughs> well, we didn't he did a good order. job I mean, like, not, I mean, not even him specifically. They're like, Trinity executed my father? And they're like, yeah, he wrote, like, books about how we were out to get him. Like, <laughs> how is this news to you, lady? Like, we're evil. I do like Trinity. I mean. No, Trinity's a good group. I wish they would have been in the first game just to like have that ultra connection, but I'm okay with them being in in this in Rise in this one to help really connect the story. Like I'm okay with that. Well, I liked one for what it was. Well, yeah, in the the whole cargo cult. One is still my favorite plot wise. I think that's a really fun game, but too much combat. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. Like it's 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 weird. Now I'm just realizing that now. If you can imagine. One being on the very top for plot and the very bottom for <laughs> gameplay and Shadow being on the very top for gameplay and the very bottom of plot. And those two games sort of crossed over each other as they went along. And I'm starting to realize that Rise of the Tomb Raider might be the best one, in my opinion, because it's it's it is great because that's because that's a really good plot. But the gameplay is also pretty fun. Not as good as three. The plot's not as good as well, one. But that it's kind one, of the best balance for me. I don't know. That one's very much about salvaging and finding things, where this one, well, the first one's a lot about combat. The second one's all about gathering resources, killing animals, finding yeah. items, all about gathering. Yeah. This one felt all about puzzles and parkour. Lots Which and lots great. of parkour. Yeah. Loved it. I love the yeah. big, I love the swinging axe, even though it physically makes no sense. It's so cool. <laughs> She's Spider-Man. It's so dope. I don't mind it. that axe. She's climbing upside down somehow, and the only reason she can climb upside down is because she got, like, some spikes on her feet. Would that work? No. Okay. <laughs> like, not not, not to make her hang upside down. That is a real climbing thing, but it's but that, that, but that you, you can't, like, strap some metal to your feet and then just suddenly, like, be able to Spider-Man upside down. <laughs> I love it. Like, I love it, and I get that you have to have some kind of a reason for her to do that. But uh, I mean, it's I mean, it's a video game. We're all having fun, but yeah, just okay. It's yeah. ridiculous. Oh, 
a question that only Cody can answer the least out of people I know. Okay. So you fight a jaguar in this. Are they that vicious oh, in real life if you ran into one, uh, I'm wondering? They can be. I would say more so than most of the other animals, both in this game and any non-bear animal that's been in the Tomb Raider franchise thus far, in that jaguars can be very ter- like they're territorial and very sneaky. Uh, there were two things that I did not quite care for in that. Uh, they might have been hunting in pairs if they were both males. It's not likely, but it could have happened. Oh, okay. Because they're very solitary critters unless they're mating, and I really highly, highly doubt that a male and female would have teamed up like that. But, ah, beer. Uh, what I do think, I know I am talking about the jungle cats while we're catching a buzz. This is Cody Laveau as fuck. Okay, so... <laughs> Yes, leopards. Absolutely. Yes. If this was if this was set in Namibia and and this was a leopard, 100 percent, this kind of thing very well could have been jaguars can. But it would be very exceptional circumstances. And given the size of what they are, I do believe that they would have that they would have been very capable of doing this. Uh, It's just not very likely. Okay. here. Here is a fun fact. Jaguar's jaws are some of the strongest jaws on the planet, um, especially for large cats, in that if you want to crush a human femur, a jaguar is the best way to do it, whereas even a tiger would have a little, little bit of a hard time with it. So just as a little, little fun fact, if you were trying to, say, get rid of your first husband because <laughs> at a tiger refuge in Florida, just as a for instance, I don't okay, know. Just, I, yeah, an example. I can't get slandered for anything. This is just a hypothetical situation. But if you're wanting to make your husband disappear and you need a large cat, let's say you have access to, I don't know, about 85 bobcats. It's a very specific number. Five tigers <laughs> and three jaguars. And the year is early 90s. <laughs> Then what you would do is you would dismember the body. You would feed the soft bits to your bobcats. You would feed uh, about eight pounds each to each one of your tigers, and you would save those very difficult to bite through marrow-filled femur bones for your jaguars, <laughs> assuming that you had one on the books at that time. Vasquez, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Somebody just opened the cold case files. No, I open. mean, I don't know. I, After who, that documentary. Who am I? Who, who am I? I don't know about any about this. <laughs> I work with cattle. I have no idea about any of this. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of cows. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a bunch of cows. That is technically true, Mike. With... <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, we won't bring up that pic you shared last time. So, <laughs> no, we technically speaking. But jaguars do have some of the strongest bites. So that's one of the more unrealistic things about this game is as soon as it bit into her back, she's done. She's dead. It's over. You don't come back from that. You are talking an animal with a tooth with or I should say with four teeth that are larger than your thumb in both width and length. So you can imagine a tooth about like that digging into your back to the point where it could lift you up. You are deader than fried chicken you're deader than good friday you are ugh, it's over huh? you are done and it did it that's not the way that like large cats will usually attack tigers and lions what they'll do is they is they will flip you over put that big paw on your chest push the air out of your lungs and then 
clamp that throat right right on down, and then you can't move. That's how tigers and lions get you. Smaller cats, and I say smaller because they're not smaller, but they're technically smaller. Animals such as leopards and jaguars. Cheetah isn't even going to go after you at all. Unless you've cornered that thing, it'll, it'll swipe you and run. But jaguars, leopards, even even caribals, if if you really make make one mad, what they'll do is they'll <laughs> pounce and they'll put both of those paws on your shoulders, knock you back to where you're laying on your back, keep pinning you down, take its back legs and bicycle kick your guts. And it will absolutely shred you from about nipple to thigh yeah, until okay. you are hamburger meat and just <laughs> with those with those back legs. So. If you if you if you ever find yourself attacked by a leopard or a jaguar, the first thing that you should do is you should bring your knees all the way up to your throat and tuck in that throat. Uh, you folks listening to this can't see this, but I'm showing them exactly what to do. You bring it right up in here and you lay on on, on your back flat. Your shins are going to be done, but it's going to keep your guts inside of your body. Leopards and jaguars are no joke whatsoever. See, this is why I'll stay in the United <clears throat> States and I'll stay in Minnesota. Oh, I'm good. come on. What is life is an adventure, man. I would never go to Peru. I mean, it, beautiful as it is, beautiful. I don't like the idea that things can kill me. Go up. Oh, stuff can, can <laughs> kill me. Well, I actually don't want to travel out of the country because I'm, I'm scared to. I'm living proof of that. I have all kinds of scars. <laughs> I've seen. I've Mike and yet, all, all that we, all this we've talked about, you, you've mentioned the tiger, you mentioned the jaguar, you mentioned the lion, or the le- and the leopard. And bobcats too, for some reason. But none of them are the deadliest cat in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't Go know on. where you're going with this. <laughs> I'm curious. The deadliest cat in the world is the black-footed cat. It's got a 60% success rate. It technically, hmm. yeah, I mean, you're not technically wrong. When it does attack, it will absolutely. What's the black-footed cat? Go ahead, tell him. Oh. It is about the smallest wild cat in oh. the world. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I will tell you, feral house cats, you know, like, you know, just the cats you see, when you turn them and turn them just absolutely out in the wild to start hunting for for themselves, you have seen those cats out there. And your first thought is, oh, he's so skinny. I bet he's starving. No, that is how they naturally are supposed to look. <laughs> feral cats. Like domesticated cats turned feral are the meanest some bitches you will see crossing the street. That sounds like a joke. <laughs> I used to be a dog catcher many, many moons ago. One of my very first calls ever, I was in a garage's utility closet and they had two feral cats in there. So this is a closet about the size of a phone booth. I went in there to go and get those cats. Dude, it was like being inside of a blender. What those cats can do. They just start throwing paws at you. They bite. It's, it's fury. I know it sounds like a joke, but just. No, I know you're not joking. I... Like, dude, after that, that day after work, I went to Goodwill. I bought a motorcycle helmet with a clear, like, plastic bit. I bought a fake leather jacket and welding gloves. And any time that I ever had to catch a feral cat, I'd put on that crash suit, and that's how I would always and catch them. And by the time I got fired from that job, that motorcycle helmet was had deep, deep claws in <laughs> plastic where my eyes should have And it should be known that the domesticated cat is the fourth deadliest cat in the world. <laughs> I would not 
I would not doubt that. They are <laughs> No, I've seen what my, my friendly kitties can do when I piss them off, or if they just start playing. Like, yeah, I, I, I would never fuck with a giant cat, or any cat. Like, no, I mean, I understand. Those are, mur- those are murderers just waiting. You, you ask anybody that lives on a farm and, and has, like, barn cats, those some bitches can take down a draft horse, all right? <laughs> they are mean. Well, one example is I we had a mouse not too long ago in our house, and my wife found it and went to go pick, and she thought it was a toy at first, and she picked up, or thought it was something, because she saw a red thing, and then she noticed a mouse, she's like, tell me that's fake. I'm like, you know, that's not fake. But his guts were out. So one of my it's cats a, just gutted the thing <laughs> and just left it there. And left it there, like a serial killer. <laughs> yes, there. Leaving it left it there to the say, here, I caught this for you. Oh, one of my cats, what she'll do is she'll pick up a toy and she'll come to me and she'll make a certain cry and then drop the toy and want pets. Luckily, I always check to make sure it's a toy because she used to live on the street and she's a freaking killer. I once saw, We once saw a mouse and I saw it run and that cat moved in like seconds, boom, all of a sudden it was in his mouth. I'm like, how the hell did you do that? Just, just grabbed it. Just was like, oh, what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> and I have tried telling this to people so many times. If there's feral cats, you do not have to feed them. You like, I see, I've seen so many old old ladies who will just buy bags of feed and put them out on their back porch at night. A, you're going to end up with a nocturnal zoo. You're going to have all kinds of critters out there you never wanted. You are gonna you. Do you want skunks? That's how you're going to get skunks. But more importantly, cats do not need to be fed. Cats will hunt if they have at least two legs and and at least two or three teeth they are perfectly capable of feeding themselves i have seen cats in the most raggedy conditions who are more i mean carrying i mean cats with three legs cats with half a jaw missing and they're still getting birds and mice and all <laughs> kinds of they they feed themselves they are very very good at it and if they're, they're leaving presents for you it's because they think that you're kind of a bitch, and they think that you are not capable of catching mice. So odds are your cat thinks less of you, which of course it does, because all cats. Oh, hey, I'm fine. I can kill all the mice that I, I exactly. have. Exactly. Traps. Cats think that they're just because I cat. Yeah, I can't He's kill saying, myself. You can't feed yourself. Here's here's a free bird. Go and eat. Go and eat that. I have a rule. Like if it, if it, if a mouse gets killed by a cat, that's their own stupidity as a mouse. Yeah, but exactly. If I set a human trap, I want it to be a live trap because I don't want to kill it. I want to catch yeah, I, it and then drive to the park a, mile, a couple, like three miles away and drop it off so it doesn't come back. Right. I mean, no, you'll probably I, die I, anyway. I like. But at least if, it dies. If something is used for food, I have no problem. Whether that's the cat eating it, whether that's me, not not a mouse, but you know, if I'm gonna kill something uh, and well, yeah. it's not immediately trying to kill me. Or something that I, you know, I'll like, I'll like shoot coyotes if a coyote's trying, trying to eat one of my goats that I have at out cattle, yard. Right? I have, cattle? No, I, oh. I also have, I also have a pet goat. He lives in in my yard. He's on my TikTok. He's named Getty Lee after the lead singer of Rush. If you're a fan of Rush, does, does that does that no. joke hit at all? Nope. Okay, I so got like, it. Yeah, okay. Richard gets it today. Tom Sawyer gets high on you. <laughs> like, like he that. sounds like a goat. I know. So yeah, so you know, if a coyote is out there trying to get Getty Lee, he 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 is going to catch a bullet, and I don't feel bad because he's <laughs> trying to eat my my uh, goat. But he, even though I'm not going to eat it, but if I'm if I'm going to kill something myself, I want to be eating it, whether it's a dove or a duck or a deer or a pig or something. But no, I don't I don't like the thought of killing mice if it's not going to get eaten by something. But yeah. I got barn cats for that. But yes, I am. <laughs> 
I mean, that's I I mean, that's just the food chain, Mike. But yeah, I, that, that doesn't bother me. That's just one of those things. Where I used to, I would catch them as many as I could. Let them go. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I took them to a park, and I'm like miles away, and then just let them go. Yeah, I mean, there's hawks there, oh. so I mean, the chances are they got eaten by somebody, but at least they had a fighting chance. And it's at least in the food chain. It's yeah. not something that just gets thrown in the trash or flushed down the toilet. Yeah, whatever. I mean, don't don't flush mice down your toilet because that's how you get snakes, Mike. You're you're learning things. That's how you clog your toilet too. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's actually the more more likely yeah. realistic. Oh, thing. but um, Although, speaking. Of animals in this game. This game actually didn't have as much hunting. Like compared to Rise in the first, I think the first. Yeah, generator, I didn't. You don't hunt. You don't have to. No. Yeah, well, I, did. I, I did, but there wasn't really much of a point. They they had like javelinas. They had some uh, capybaras. Although, what kind of monster are you if you're shooting capybaras? They're adorable. <laughs> I love them. And then some birds and stuff. But yeah, there really wasn't a lot you could no, get. You didn't, you didn't need to. Yeah, but when you think about it, though, if you're living in the jungle, capybaras are a good source of meat. I'm sure, and they're also giant rodents, so, I mean, we're bringing it all the way back around. But, you know, I'm, I mean, like, but they're just so damn cute, Richard. I love them. I know they're cute. I know, I know cute. but I everything's got to eat, and if you're down yeah. in South America, which they did have llamas, which I could not bring bring myself to kill one of those. I didn't um, even try. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I didn't. I didn't even know if I, if I could, because they're just too cute, and there wasn't really much of a point in me doing it. The ones that got me in this game were the maned wolves, which I think they only appeared. Oh, yeah. um, were they in just one of the tombs? I think they were just in one of the tombs. In one of the tombs, I think they were in tombs. There was a cave of them mm-hmm. outside the city that you had of uh, a petiti that you had to actually clear out. That sounds right. Yeah. I, I know I played through a couple of spots with maned wolves, which was easily, I think, the least scientifically accurate a- Oh, well, that and the moray eels. That one was weird, too. Oh, but. God. I hate, I hate – those aren't uh, – well, I hated them when they just – you're swimming along and – mm-hmm. All the eels? Yeah. 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 But then again, <laughs> I'm like – I'm swimming through. There's this damn moray eel. There's a bunch of prana up there. Mm-hmm. The prana. Which, like which the prana. yeah, no, that's I, – I hated the piranhas more than anything because they're, because they're like an instant kill yeah. and they're hard to see. And just – yeah, no, I got so – the main wolf one was the one that really got me, though, because while they could technically be in Peru, they're not going to be. I don't know exactly where in Peru they're going to be. I think, like, their range is on the very far, far southeast edge of Peru. They're not going to be living in really large packs like that, and they're definitely not going to be eating you. They're terrified. I've seen a few main wolves, and the, and they got the size about right. They're really freaky-looking Kind of, you know, those big, long legs. But they're not aggressive. They're not mean. Like, they don't attack. Like, you would really, really have to be pissing one off. And they certainly don't live in caves. I don't know what. (laughs) I mean, I figured they're like, oh, well, we got to have some kind of monster. There's no bears here. Well, there's no jaguars in Peru. So we got to do something. Well, I just looked up here. And it does look like their habitat reaches to Peru. But just barely. Just barely. Just barely, yes. They must so have been right on the have... border of, like, Ecuador or something. Okay. Or or Uruguay. No, it, that would be Uruguay, like, south. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, they could uh, it's, they could obviously get into that area. But they live in the grasslands. They don't live up yeah. in the mountains, which is another thing. I know it's semantics, and I'm and I'm the animal nerd. Yeah, you're around, the only but... person that would have got that, so that's part of it. But it bothers yeah. me. And there's definitely not moray eels living in freshwater in Peru. Oh. That one was... <laughs> Oh, they guess they're only in saltwater, huh? That is egregious. That you is... see, but a guy like me had no idea until you just told me. 
Mm. I mean, I should know that because yeah. I know eels. But, but like that's like think about it. Little, but like Little Mermaid, like she had she had two pet. Like Ursula had two pet. Like, but they're and like not even in a big lake. They're living in like ponds. What are they eating? They're giant carnivorous fish that look <laughs> like snakes. No, they're they live in coral reefs. <laughs> they sneak out and chomp on a piranha when it strays from its group. Go. And you really got to be pissing one off to get bit. I mean, they're not very nice, but they will hide from you. I've swam around eels. They will they will make a show of it, but they would much rather hide from you. I mean, they're very big and very scary looking, but it's the that would you know they're not, not out there to hunt you. But it, oh, this game had so many underwater segments, and they work really well in this game. Yeah. I did like it, yeah. and I do not like water levels, but no. I, minus the piranhas, I did I did really like them in this game. I was surprised how well it worked. I mean, and it brings up the tension, too, because there are parts yeah. where you go for a long time without air. And that's yeah. why, like, like the first skills I did were, like, the Cayman's Breath was because I wanted to oh, be, yeah. like, I did not want to drown. I get anxiety of that ever since, like, Mario... 64, or, like, maybe even Sonic. Like, I, I just get, life. like, really, I just get the... Mm, well, I get it. I mean, there's a couple parts where oh. she has to push stuff when she's underwater and move blocks and move things, and I'm like, oh, like, I can't even imagine. Those tight spaces yeah. and stuff. And I know that they're scripted, but, it's like, it still gives you that little, those yeah. bumps. Yeah. Well, can you imagine great. in oh, yeah. real life being underwater and, like, your only way oh, out? I would die. <laughs> I would die. I, I would not like do you ever ever do that thing where like we're we're like you're playing a game and like you hold your breath while they're holding their breath just to see no. if you could do it? I do and I can never do it, but again I, I'm smoke. I used to be able to hold for I think I feel like I was getting close to a minute. I used to swim every day. I, I my apartment building had a pool. So every day during the summer I'd go swim and I got my I got my breath pretty good after a while. Yeah, so I love I being mean, underwater. I can, like I and, know, and, and, and I do too. I can free dive and stuff, but just it's when you don't have control. Like yeah. uh, like I I used to do treasure diving. I used to live right oh. on a river, in Texas. I mean, not like treasure dive, but like uh, when 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 I say the treasure hunting part of my thing, that's not just some cool shit I say. I used to live next to a river, and it was a big tourist town, and so and so that's one of the big things that you do here in. The central Texas is you float the rivers here in like inner tubes and stuff. And so during the summer, I would go out at like six, seven in the morning with, you know, with my fins and my goggles. And I would dive 10, 15, 20 feet down and get like wallets and Ray-Ban sun, sunglasses. I once found a better pair of fins than the ones that were on my feet. And I use those now because uh, they, they, <laughs> they were funny. buried down at the bottom. But yeah, I used, I used to go down there and I was fine. I would just take like a big like breath of air and then slowly breathe it back out as I was swimming. And then I would get down there, search for, for 10, 15, 30 seconds, and then just push off and go straight back up. And I, I never got scared doing that. I got a lot of cool stuff doing that made, you know, a fair, I mean, not like a fair, but, you know, but. I would make like beer money doing that. <laughs> and, you know, it was fun and it was a good way to be in shape. And, you know, and you go swimming at oh, six I love swimming. in the morning. No, I loved it. Love and it. I and, and and like and like, I mean, with the last name, I'm very obviously Cajun anyway. All of us got <laughs> wet feet. We're all really good swimmers just living down on the bayou, swimming around alligators and stuff. But but yeah, but it's that thought of being trapped under there. It's like there's nothing like if there's something above like going into caves 
just just freaks my shit. Yeah, that's got to be I scary. Just, I just yeah. can't do it. Or like those little those little crevices of like she's having to pull herself up through it. It's fucking terrifying. I, I would die. I would literally die. I don't think I could even do that myself. No, it's... I mean, I've been under... I've been in tunnels. Not underwater tunnels, but I've been in tunnels. I've been in storm sewers before because I was an idiot. And... <laughs> I, I remember going through them and like just imagine being in something like that where you're just swimming through like no thank you no thank you <laughs> water scares me like that Only there. <laughs> so another thing about Tomb Raider that this one like this one I felt like talk about like the gameplay it kept all the gameplay from the original two games really and just a- added a, a few new things but it really didn't like she didn't lose all her abilities which was nice she still had all the abilities that she came with. And stuff that she learned. It wasn't like it didn't have a Metroid type thing where she lost everything. That was nice. It was nice that there was no, yeah. you know, you got new stuff a little bit, but for the most part, she had a lot of her abilities, and I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I definitely like a that. plus. I do like some of the new, like the new weapon, new types of weapons she got in there. I mean, in this one, she didn't have uh, poison arrows. She had fear arrows. Yeah. Which I like those better. That oh, one that I was loved really them. fun. I only that used was, them once. Oh, those those are fun. And did the did the other games have the same stealth like this game did? Because the stealth in this game was something else. Stealth stealth was definitely a lot more in this game than yeah. it was in the other one. And that's and that's another thing where it was very Assassin's Creed is is yeah. is that had the same thing where like where, where like you would hit someone with with a dart and they'd go crazy and start killing all their friends. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, that was just so fun. They got a whole. You see a lot of enemies there. They don't see me. Aim aim for the biggest one and then shoot him with it and then let him clear out the rest of them. Yep. Oh, but like, nuts. And the fact you can put mud on yourself to help disguise yourself more, that very was Very Rambo-esque. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. That was good. That was very, good. Very Rambo-esque. Yeah, and then you would like – because, I mean, you would sneak in the frickin' bushes. You could sneak against walls and just grab guys and just – oh, I love that. That was some intense gaming. Like, I was like, this is fun. Yeah, you know, this whole this whole game was very, M, like, MGS3 in yeah. a lot of ways. The more, like, being in the jungle and the stealth and the weird animal stuff. Yeah, actually, the more that I think about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very good like that. I mean, and, and this yeah. game was just, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the setting. I enjoyed being in South America for a change. Yeah. Because I, I feel like we Better than Siberia. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather have South America. <laughs> It was beautiful. I mean, this game beautiful though. Like the graphics are freaking beautiful. I, I really enjoyed that. It was definitely a nice touch for you, for them to give all that lore on the Incan and the Aztec civilizations too, yeah. and their beliefs. Oh yeah, I like that we get. I mean, I like all that. I like the. I I know we talked about it earlier, but I I want to say I did like the plot. Like I don't have a problem with. You are right. It is the weakest story of the of the of the three. But I still enjoy it for what it is. Like, I enjoy the fact that it's some guy who's trying to cover up a hidden city, and, you know, he was kind of groomed by this organization. I liked all that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And going to what, like, Cody said earlier, this all starts because she grabs the dagger. Yeah, she fucked and up. And she grabbed it not yeah. because she wanted to use it. She grabbed it to keep it out of Trinity's hands. She didn't How realize what out, it huh? was unleashing. I mean, a lot of people who find artifacts don't think of the spiritual aspects behind them. And she's not as, quote, cerebral as her father is at this point. Definitely. If she's thinking this is something Trinity wants to get a hold of, I better get it first and keep it out of their hands. How's that work out for her? 
I also yeah. is it also also like anytime she gets anything like Trinity instantly gets away from. Her. <laughs> oh God! The they take everything from her. Gave it up willingly. Like I don't know why they didn't shoot her when she had the box and like she had Jonah. Like they had Jonah. They had a gun to Jonah's head and she just walks out holding the box. Like like Doctor, what's his nose? Should have just killed both Dr. of Dominguez. them. Dominguez. Yeah, Doctor Dominguez should have just shot them both right there and be like, ah, well, I guess I'm gonna rebuild the world. In my own image, and he's a cold-blooded killer too. So it's not like you, you yeah, know, it's not like it's shot me like, oh, thanks, bam, bam. Yeah, because they should have killed her many times. It also, could be Several. that they didn't deem her a threat. Oh, they did uh, though. Have, she killed a bunch of their dudes, and she kept telling them, "Hey, get, get, get the Croft lady because she's a." Uh, well, that was Rourke. Or he's one of the one of the military commanders. He knew. The threat she was, and maybe Richard's right that when it comes to Dominguez, he didn't really see it like Rourke did. Rourke was the military guy who was like, we need to kill her. Yeah. Where Dominguez had like this weird illusion that she would work with him or something, I think. He did think that was possible, mm-hmm. and he might have still thought it is possible. I mean, let's face it. When she came out with the dagger, he thought she had the box. Right. Yeah. When she didn't have the box, well, they were certain where the box was. They were going to ch- go into the tube. But then you find out. This wasn't the first time they knew of Petiti. Mm-hmm. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised. I was trying to double-check the lore. I wouldn't be surprised if they were the ones orchestrating the famine that was affecting Petiti. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting I mean, theory. history proves that that's what you do if you want to take power. I mean, look at... You know, Hitler, for example, he burned down the Reichstag. Oh, yeah, sorry, he didn't do it. Uh-huh, sure. And that's mm-hmm. how he took power. If that building yeah. wouldn't have been lit on fire, he probably wouldn't have gotten power like he did as quick as he did. I mean, you yeah. you know, yeah. it's the same idea. You need a horrible thing to happen. And sometimes you have to orchestrate, you know, dictators and, you know, mm-hmm. tyrants have orchestrated it. And like, oh, look what happened. <laughs> and then they take over. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. So I completely can believe that. And no doubt that while Amaru was raising, going up the ranks of Trinity to become Dr. Dominguez, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it is revealed through some of the lore in that game and some of the side quests and the side, and the side chapters, mm-hmm. that Dr. Dominguez is not a person. Right. It's the title for the head of Trinity. Oh. Much like, much like James Bond, it's not a name, it's a title. That's yeah. cool. But you can see, though, when you look into the lore, Amaru's biggest concern, it's even shown at the end of the game, isn't Trinity – it's Petiti. Yeah. It's his homeland. Yeah, he's trying to protect it. Yeah. And I like this Except, idea. Well, yeah, he's going to kill everybody, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this idea of a hidden city mm-hmm. of people who are, who are you know, not affected by the rest of the world, who live in essentially like, what, the 17, you know, 1600s, 1500s, live a different, much different society. I like that idea. I mean, I believe that could happen. I mean, we've seen, you know, there are tribes out there, yeah. people who aren't socialized. For lack of uh, but a little bit more civilized yeah. than we are now. <laughs> Sentinel Island, places like that. No, yeah. there's still like un uncontacted tribes out there. Yeah, I think that um, I like that idea. Yeah. Amazon still still has them in places that do. It, I, it's it's been very interesting anytime because I I have looked into that kind of stuff a little bit. There was a movie that came out I say a few years ago, probably probably ten years ago at this point <laughs> that e that. Eli Roth made called uh, the Green Inferno. Oh yes, I read about that one. So, so that tribe was an actual tribe oh. that that he filmed, and they had very minimal contact with the outside world. They would do some trading with like boats that would come up and down, but they willingly 
chose to stay out of the the Im- influence of the rest of the world, yeah. knowing that the rest of the world was out there. So it's not an an out of like this isn't some kind of like like Fairy fantasy tale. fiction thing. Yeah, I mean this this kind of thing actually has yeah, happened. And then and then e- and then Eli Roth actually went out to them and set up a projector and showed them the movie Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, and Lord. no, they thought it was a comedy. They were laughing their asses off at it. They sense. thought it was hilarious, which I was thought was funny and horrible. <laughs> like, ah! yeah, I mean, that's horrible and funny. I would have gotten a little bit nervous once once the, the tribesmen were finding that movie funny. It's an interesting <laughs> no. movie. You should watch it. Just don't watch it. Don't pay to watch it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Because uh, there's actual legit animal cruelty in it, oh. but it is a very like and a very important uh, film to watch, and I think it's actually very well made. But they actually did kill some some actual like the sea turtles for that and stuff. But uh, but yeah, but but there is like an actual contacted or the, the, there are actual uncontacted or minimally contacted tribes out there. So this kind of thing not only could happen, it does actually happen. I don't know in Peru or not, but I know that that that, that was always kind of speculated because they would live so far up in the Andes Mountains that they would just never came into contact with anyone. There's just tons I like that of idea. wilderness out there. I mean, I well, how I really even like in our city. own nation right now. Look at somewhere like the state of like and 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 I know somewhere or someone listening to this show right now is is listening from the state of. Idaho. I know someone is <laughs> very, very few. I can Idaho, tell you that. but there's, but I mean, look at it. It's something like eighty-five percent of that state is not only not lived in by anyone. It doesn't have roads. There are parts of it that have never, as far as we know, have have have, have had had their eyes laid upon by civilized man. There could be tribes. There could be Bigfoot out there, and you would never know it. I am talking massive like parts of that state that are bigger than other states that as far as we know no one has ever set a foot on oh for example we've had one download in idaho last month idaho guy all right from from last month call in to this show mike's personal phone number is 381 you can email hey join our discord you can join our discord and tell us yeah if you're from that state let us know how much of that state is uninhabited there is no one on it. Pretty much anywhere between Boise and, let's say, Casper, Wyoming, there's nobody there. There's not a road. There's nothing. There could be tribes in there, and you would never know it. And that's where Bigfoot lives, Mike. I will not I believe be in Bigfoot. on this. 100%. That's, oh, no, 100%. This isn't he's, drunk Mike talking. I really think that there has to be something like that out there. Well, he's he's kind of like a like lycanthrope, or like we're we're like he's he's a normal man, and when and with the shift of the moon, he grows hair and he turns into Bigfoot, which is why you'll find the footprints, but you'll never see the guy because he's only Bigfoot for one night a month. He is a werewolf type of creature. <laughs> it sounds crazy. No, I honestly think that I, I mean I'm joking. Well, I'm not, I shouldn't say I'm really joking. I'm joking. I do believe there could be a Bigfoot. I think that, that, Bigfoot is real as shit. I mean, there are, like, I agree with you, there are areas, and I think that's one thing that's so interesting about this game, is the idea of taking an area that, you know, mm-hmm. modern man doesn't go to, and that there's this whole hidden city, and these people who are just trying to stay hidden, and I really like that. 
I like everything that goes on with that. And I love the idea that your whole adventure is in this game is to, you know, pretty much help these people out. You know, and there's so much good stuff. Like they're doing sacrifices just like the old days. And like, I yeah. really like all that. But they're also sacrificing their enemies, which I think is like, yeah, I mean, we do the same thing, kind of. So. I mean, <laughs> so it's not that far off. Like one little side side quest in the game. I don't know if it was just added on as part of the additional stuff, but you actually stop a sacrifice because oh. it's a little child. Oh. Which I felt bad because I did not have time for that. So I was like, oh, man. You know, she, you know, he like runs up and he's like, hey, my friend's dad's about to be killed. I'm like, man. I gotta finish this game in the next four hours. So, so oh, did you beat so, this today? Yeah, yeah, oh. I finished it nice. this afternoon. I didn't uh, do yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't do like I. I started. I was like, I'm gonna do all of the tombs. I wouldn't, you know, and then I can go back and do the side quest. And then I went, oh shit, it's Saturday. I better finish this thing up. Yeah, there's only one actually bonus tomb that uh, one of those extra tombs that you can only do after you finish the main game. Oh, that's what you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't... I did a few tombs. I did, like, four or five tombs. I, the only I, reason I stopped, because there were a couple where I needed a, a certain knife, which you had to do side missions to get, and I'm like, well, that's nice, and I just yeah. moved on. I did the ship. The ship was really cool. I think I... I don't remember. I did, I did a few. I might have done the ship, actually. I think I... Yeah, I did the ship. That was yeah. the ship. It's but, a Spanish galleon or something, or Yeah, some... there's, like, galleon, because mm. I'm... Uh, I'm like a sucker for that, and I've and I've been writing a book that like 90% of it takes place on a ship. So I've 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 had nautical stuff on the brain. So as soon as I saw that there that there there was like an optional ship tomb, which I think the first or second game had had one of those too. Probably the first one had it for sure. Yeah, an yeah, and yeah, it was well, no, no, it, it was like a ship inside of a cave somehow. Oh, oh yes, I'm, I'll take I'm it. looking it up right now. I still think it was the first one. Yeah, it probably it was, was. That, that was, seems like that the was first my one. Favorite. The tombs were good. The few tombs I did in this game were really good. I enjoyed them a lot. Yeah, those. I think a lot of them were more challenging to complete. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I remember doing that one. But I gotta I say mean, that she didn't she... have to do a lot of killing in the tombs. They were more puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they've always been like. Yeah, but this game in general like was. Yeah just so much less killing it was kind of nice like she's not yeah, a i dug it yeah i mean she still kills people obviously but nothing like what she did in the first two games yeah, i mean it's nice other than yeah, you know and some she, of those oh, extra two tombs zombies. and chapters they added also more to the story i mean there's one where i mean there's some that you're actually trying to get the items for the sun for the for umaru's umara no you're fine the rebel uh, queen her son the Rebel Queen, yeah, her son, because she dies in the main story. <gasps> Spoilers. Shocking. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> the game nobody's... came out in 2018. Spoiler. I actually knew her when this stuff I come around this show, but yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's not as new as the one you that's coming up next week. No, you're right. No, that is much newer. But, no, you have to find certain items that are, like, more ceremonial. Mm-hmm. So you have to hunt those down in a side mission. But in one, they find this disc, this code disc that was Amaru, Am- Am- Amaru's. Oh, okay. And they think it leads to something. But what it actually, and what it, it, it's nothing secret, nothing for Trinity. It's something that he was trying to get, you know, he was very close to his brother. Right. I mean, of course, like brothers, they butt heads, but he joined Trinity. He shares that he's joining Trinity to help Petiti. Which is actually the start of where you see. So after Laura finds everything and finds the notes that he had left for 
his brother. She does the only, quote, reasonable thing with it. Uh, she gets back into the Serpent Guard costume. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I did love that part that about cool. the TT. Yeah. Because to speak to some people, you had to be dressed as a Serpent Guard. To yeah. Some of the things, you had to be dressed as a Serpent Guard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was cool. But yeah. to talk to others, you had to be dressed as... The Rebel, you know, the blue thing. The blue outfit, yeah. yeah. But when she takes it there to get, and gives it to a guard to give to him, to... to Dominguez, mm-hmm. she actually, as he's taking it up, she's like, Amaru, and then she disappears from sight. And he's like wondering who got this back for him. I mean, it was just the right thing to do in that case. That's cool. Yeah. There was a lot yeah. of... That is that that is a very nice touch. There's a lot of intense moments in this game, too, I want to say. Like, the parkour can get pretty intense, and it felt really good. Oh, and yeah. the oh, fact yeah. that, I mean, this game is a fast travel system, obviously, you know, jumping back and forth, mm-hmm. which is nice to have. I didn't use this stuff in the end when I was trying to do a few tombs that I missed just because I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I want, you know, I wanted to experience more. So I, I didn't, I wanted to say this earlier in the show, but I want to say it now. I got this game for free on Epic because last year they did like a free week thing where all three of these games were free for a week. Mm-hmm. That's actually why this is on the show. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how what led, I got the games. <laughs> that's what led to me putting all three on because I'm like, well, I got all three for free. I already had Tomb Raider 1 on theme, but I'm like, well, if I get all three for free, why not? And Might as well. that led to this whole thing. And so if you're listening and if, you, if you're like me and grab every game for free on Epic just because it's free, it doesn't hurt you, like, why not? Yeah. You might already have this. Go play it. So... Yeah. I won't say that. Great. Yeah. I just, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what led me to finally playing the series, and yeah, that was, but no, I mean, this game, has, I think this game had very good set pieces, like, oh, w- one thing we hadn't talked about yet, when you go in the underground tomb, which is the spiritual element of this game, or mm-hmm. mystical element might be the better word, like, were those things humans that you're fighting? Because I consider them not human. I wanted your guys hmm. to take. Well, I'm Richard, to go for what, it. No. But, but, I'm trying right because, now to think of their name. They no, are and, human in appearance. Right. Yes, but they took two or three shotgun blasts of the chest, but so in my version, a, that's not human. There's a line where she's talking, and again, this is um, just because it's been very recently. The the tribal woman that gets shot, she asked when 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 Laura first leaves that, uh, leaves and like escapes and gets away from those people, uh, or those that tribe that's down there, the, you know, the a descent tribe that's way, way on down there. She goes, hey, there's like some monsters d- down there. And she's like, are, are, are they people? And she's like, well, they're not really people and they're not really monsters, but there's something else. And then I think she leaves it kind of vague. Yeah. Well, there's always, in each of these games, there has been mm-hmm. some supernatural undead entity yeah. Yeah. that has been, either yeah. they are protecting mm-hmm. the, the object. Right. For a reason, or they are not they they are either for or against you. And I think actually in this one, this is the first time that those entities, well, they're against you at first. They realize what you want to do, and they join you. They help you. I really which was which was which was a pretty cool turn. I did I did like that in my in my head canon. (laughs) What these things were, and again, this is not backed by anything but then again i also don't read the lore all that much but um if you if you saw the movie the descent and um or i mean i, I mean you wouldn't it. even have to okay i know of it we're okay so the plot of this was of the descent was in very recent you know like recent uh history just before human beings became the modern day human beings 
you know, we were a bunch of homo, like whatever, homo erectus, homo osteopathicus, et cetera, et cetera, is one of those things that were very much like us, just happened to have a divergent evolution around the same time as us, and they lived around caves. And so, you know, 400,000 years ago, this species that was very, very close to us and looked very similar to us evolved at the same time, but they evolved underground. So I was thinking of this, of these things being as like a knee as a Neanderthal to our Homo sapien, if that makes any sense. Oh, no, like they're very, sense. is they're very yeah. close to us, but they're not quite the same. Okay. Well, I do have, I, I opened up the Tomb Raider wiki. Okay. What you got? Um, the, and I'm going to butcher these names because I'm American. I'm not you will, Spanish. You will do better than me. I guarantee you. <laughs> but the Eoxel, hope mm-hmm. I said that right, okay. they were created as protector goddesses of the silver box of Ichel. Okay. And they, obviously, if you can get by them, you are supposed to be worthy of it. But, of hmm. course, the truly worthy. And somehow one of Trinity's people did get past them. It took the box and got it out of there because – and eventually realized – no one is really worthy of this right now. I would say worthy would just mean that you had a shotgun at some point. <laughs> well, worthy being using it mean. not for yeah, your own purposes. Right. A pure soul should use it. Someone of moral fortitude. Someone who would not use it to recreate the world, mm-hmm. but let it be what it's supposed to be. Okay. But uh, they were created by the goddess Is quick. Okay. So they are not human. They are humanoid in appearance. Mm-hmm. They it probably takes a hell of a lot to kill them. Their main leader in that group is Crimson Fire, which is uh, modeled to be female but has apparently a male voice. Okay. At least that's from what I've gathered from yeah, considering the, the portrayed by and the first's name is Sebastian. And I don't think there's any females named Sebastian. <laughs> At least natural born females. Right, right. But they are supposed to, quote, guard until the box is properly used. Mm-hmm. If it's not someone who's going to properly use it, they will fight like hell to get it back, which means if you have enough firepower and are selfish enough and have enough firepower on your side, you can probably keep them off until you use it. <laughs> Dr. Dominguez. <laughs> and he was stopped, thankfully, but we're jumping ahead a little bit there. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But they were also working their way to San Jose, where the box was then t- was taken to be hidden. Okay. Because there is – and this ties in with the end. Once they fulfilled their duty and done their duty properly, they are to return to Ixchel or Ixquick, however you pronounce the name. Yeah. It's X-Q-U-I-C. If you can pronounce that better than I do, thank you. <laughs> I cannot and will not try. Uh, <laughs> I I got to be real. I actually kind of like my own head head headcanon more on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's not on you. I, I just like, I really like the thought of humanoid creatures that are very similar to us, but aren't us. And then somebody went, went down there and went, oh, there's like, there's like these troglodytes down here. I'm going to put my magic box in the middle of them because they aren't going to know what to do with it. 
but they but they're but they're feral, so they will kill anyone <laughs> who comes near it. And and I can be like the cargo cult magic god. Like I can convince these things that I am their god because they're smart enough for that. But they're gonna disembowel anybody who comes down. <laughs> I I like them. I like the thing fighting them. I like how they're like. Yeah, I thought they were cool. There's a lot of lead up to them too throughout the game, which I think is cool because you see park people just start going disappearing. They're getting yeah, murdered I really by something. Yeah, I wish there had been more of like a horror element. I mean, and 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 there was. I like the little. You know, I like when games. I think Half Life Two might have done this the best, where there's like a little horror God, chapter like that. right in the middle of that game. And it's like, and it's like you turn down the wrong path, and oh my god, there's zombies now. That's a game I play. Yeah. Oh, Half Life Two, yeah, but like Ravenholm, right? It turns from like a military shooter, and then whoops a doodle, we end up in Ravenholm, and it's run over by head crabs, and there's a crazy priest, and there's and there's a freaking gravity gun now, and everything's <laughs> dark and scary and wet, and there's just like god, one day coming out. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love I don't, that. I don't understand how I've never played that game. You've never played Half-Life no, 2? never played either of them, actually. Holy or... shit, dude. Like, it's great. I've never played the Half-Life games either, so... Half-Life 2 is legit one of the best games. And I know that's such a basic bitch thing to say. Yeah, but it's, it's But it's that way for a reason. That that Half-Life 2 is so much fun. One day. Well, well, that's, say... well that's not going to spoil anything, because, like, Ravenholm is, like, Chapter 4. I know like, a little 10. bit already. So. Yeah, but, like... But there's but I love that there's like a military shooter and then there's like a horror element for like two hours and then it comes back in to being a military. Like I like that. Yeah, it, it is. Up. It is. Remar- it has been remarked on a, on a few times that I've seen. It's just such a change. It's just such a drastic change that they it catches you off guard. Yeah. Which but but at the same time, it also fits in that world so yeah. well. Like, it yeah. really does. Like, it's not even, like, a thing of, like, oh, this is, like, a whole different game. No, it still feels like the same game. It's just, like, oh, I'm now <laughs> suddenly in this place that I'm not supposed to be in, and I wandered into the wrong <laughs> wrong place. neighborhood, yeah. <laughs> and it is full of zombie cannibal troglodyte tribes things. Yeah. And speaking and of, crazy, am, mm-hmm. of crazy priests, I want to mention in this game you have the guy who stole the box. Which she mm-hmm. finds out because the villain, you know, he makes a comedy. He's like, oh, yeah, it was stole by this guy at such and such a time. So you end up going to an old church. And I love when they make Christianity look like it's crazy at times. Like when people are yeah. just nuts that, you know, we're sh- like, I'm like, well, okay. Trendy does that job very well. <laughs> well, but also like the freaking people that when you get to that church, you find all these mummified people who just died in there and stuff. And it's like. Trinity could also very well be, and I feel like they didn't do this because they could get sued, is Trinity <laughs> could very well be like the CIA of the Catholic Church. Yeah. I think it is stated, or at oh, least some it? of the lore. Because I could see the Pope being like, okay, I need some dudes with guns to get some shit done, and however they do it is however they're going to do it. And much like the CIA does in real life, their leaders go rogue all the time and just start like selling drugs and making money for themselves and like assassinating JFK allegedly, allegedly, but like, cause that's a real thing that actually does happen with the CIA. Allegedly. I am not suicidal guys. I but that's a thing. You should look that up. 
Well, um, I've le- I, I love that idea of Trinity being the being that, but for the Catholic Church. It is actually, and here it is: the lore. Okay. This is, this is from actually also from the wiki. I love that you're on this podcast, Richard, because otherwise <laughs> it would just me be rambling about Bigfoot. We need you here. <laughs> Please. Well, explain. according to the wiki, the Order of Trinity was a military order and a group of fanatics that sought control over the world and the fate of mankind through the use of ancient artifacts. A millennia-old cabal that existed long before the birth of Jesus. Hmm. Trinity eventually became associated with the Roman Catholic Church by 978 AD. One of its senior leaders was a Catholic bishop. (laughs) This association persisted into the modern day as a mercenary hired by Trinity for the Kitschett's operation in 2014 was able to trace the source of the organization's funding to Rome, Italy, oh. and the leader of Trinity's High Council prior to Dr. Pedro Dominguez was a cardinal. Hmm. And then so I was right. Out. One of my headcanons is right. <laughs> Look at me. I, this is the best podcast I've ever been on. I got I mean, one They right. were following the Deathless Prophet. Hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, Petiti and the Cult. Let's see. They sent an expedition in, tar- in search of the fabled key and silver box in the hidden city of Petiti in 1603. The expedition team became part of a Jesuit mission, mission consisting of 12 Spanish soldiers and two Molosser dogs led by Trinity agents and Catholic missionaries. And Andres Lopez and Trulos Serrano. Uh, Petit was discovered without any difficulty thanks to the directions provided by, to Trinity by Jesuit missionaries at the nearby mission of San Juan. And Lopez and Serrano were able to allay, allay the Petitian suspicions of outsiders. Uh, they ventured into the ancient cenote that contained the silver box, but the, the undead entities guarding the artifacts harassed the expedition until only Lopez and Serrano remained. They retrieved the silver box, but their exposure to the artifact's supernatural energy had caused them to become disillusioned with Trinity. Hmm. With the consent of Petiti's emperor, the silver box was taken from Petiti and hidden at the mission of San Juan to keep it out of Trinity's hands. Lopez left behind a trail of clues so that a future chosen one would still be able to locate the silver box. This this all feels very... Assassin's Creed to me. The more that I learn about this, the Templars with the Eye of Eden, or right, or with the the Apple of Eden. I don't know. It's been a while since. Apple like of but Eden. The running yes. away, like you like running the through the city and stuff, getting like knocked down, like having to run. Like remember when when they're when they're getting uh, chased by the evil temple guards, um, and she's running through the city, very Assassin's yeah. Creed there. Yes. Yeah. And the crazy poison dart slash arrows that make this is assassin's creed this is very <laughs> assassin's creed more than I think i'm okay about. with that no i mean if you're gonna steal steal from a really good game franchise for sure but holy holy shit i did not realize how much this game was assassin's creed until like everybody says it is uncharted uncharted it's assassin's like, this one's assassin's creed this, yeah this is assassin's creed first one's uncharted sure. yeah well, now i'm, I'm de- you're getting me really psyched up for when I try when I finally start Assassin's Creed. They're good games. Yeah, and, no, they're all really good games. Once you get to Black Flag, Black Flag is so good. Yes, it is. Well, I, it all depends on how much I enjoy the first one now. First one's and a little I'm rough. 
Just be warned. First one's a little tough. I think you can finish it pretty quick. Just don't do any of the side missions. Yeah, do not. Just go for the flags. There is is four side missions, and you will do each one of them 50 times if you want to 100% that game. The second game is where it starts getting really good. You're in Italy. You're doing fun stuff. You're suave. You're basically Zorro. (laughs) It's a great game. And then... uh, and then Assassin's Creed 3 is kind of weird. The Founding Fathers are there. And then Black Flag, you're singing shanties, you're doing piratey <laughs> shit. It's the best one by like a country mile. And then uh, and then I stopped playing them, so I don't know. I stopped too, unfortunately. <laughs> but After oh. Black Flag is where Yeah, I played Rogue. But to say a few more things about Shadow that I want to mention to bring up, like, just there, oh, there's... I got notes, Mike. We are not oh. going to stop. Like, okay, but anyway, go on. <laughs> there were a lot of moments that really grabbed me during my during my playthrough in this game. I mean, one thing is just like, well, you're talking about the temple and like the scene, all that, and the fact that you like you leave Petiti and then come back. I really like that a few times. Like, and things alter. Like, eventually, you see the cult really take over the town. I thought that was very cool when they completely take over. I really like that because it makes sense. To me, it felt it felt realistic that they would take over this town eventually because, I mean, as history has proven, people will fall to stupid things. People will believe in cults. People will believe if some guy says, you know, I'm a billionaire, even though there's no proof of it and loves Big Mac. People will believe it. So, you know, <laughs> I, I've come to completely... Nope. Allegedly stuff they can't talk about, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so well, let's, I mean, that's kind of what how it played out, but of course, also it shows they got so, fo- Trinity got so focused on their goal they didn't realize that they brought in somebody who could take their goal and turn it on their heads. Yeah. Very CIA-esque again. It's like a mole within a mole. It's somebody that's running the organization, which itself apparently kind of branched off from the Catholic Church to do <laughs> their own thing, to having somebody who wanted to further his own goals. Let's call him, I don't know, George Smush, who, um, <laughs> who then might have pulled a few strings, and eventually got himself elected the president of the United States. I mean, this is complete fantasy, of course. After George Smush was in Dallas <laughs> on the exact same day that a certain guy that was known by three three letters fell off the back of his car on that exact same day, and when they asked George Smush exactly what happened, he said, I don't remember what I was doing on that day. Even though that is what, if you ask any boomer, if you ask what they were doing on that particular day, let's just call it, I don't know, you know what, let's, let's, you know, <laughs> November 20th, what, 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 whatever. That's the day that everybody knows yes. who they were, except for the guy who got a point, who, who was not only in charge of the, of keeping the guy who's, uh, let's just call him FJK. He was in charge of keeping that guy alive and does not remember even what state he was in on that day that that guy died that he was put in charge of taking care of. But then then gets promoted to the head of said organization and eventually the president of the... Yeah, he gets appointed to the head. (laughs) What I'm I'm saying is this is complete fantasy, and Dr. Dominguez would totally not branch off from his already very shady group to, uh, to suit his own means and take power. Yes, but as we've stated before, <laughs> Dr. Dominguez is only a title. It's a title. It's a title, just like James Bond, which is so why there's like it eight It could of them. be that Dr. Dominguez before him wouldn't do that, but Dr. Dominguez now. <laughs> just, like, just like the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yes. Thank you Dread very much. Pirate Roberts. Like the alcohol Dread Pirate Roberts. Except, except, except Dread Pirate Roberts is likable. <laughs> 
Yes, very much likable, unlike <laughs> Dr. Dominguez, who should have killed Lara, like, in Mexico. He's like, I suspected you were following me in Mexico. Turn around and shoot her, you, you, you dumb idiot. Yeah, She's I don't right get there. that. You knew she was following you. You should have done something. You could have saved some, I don't know. Yeah, he but he, was also, he had to get back and get ready, so he left it to subordinates to do the dirty work. How that worked out for them? That's the key problem of every single villain. You can't get good help <laughs> every time. I mean, in the beginning of the game, it's basically saying she's been wiping out cell after cell after cell of Trinity. Yeah, I like that. Like, yeah, that was that was nice. I really like the idea that she's been just knocking them out left and right over the years. Which but is. Anyway, we got we we've neglected something so far. We have neglected something so far, and now we're I'm going to correct it. Sure, feel free. She hasn't been working alone. She had Jonah with her. Yeah, Jonah's good in this. Okay, is 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 Jonah like a changeling? Because he <laughs> he's been in three games, and he's looked completely different in all three of those games. Well, he matures, and over the time, obviously, so, he's been working. Well, first out. game, he was a surfer. And then the second game, I don't remember what he, you know, he's growing a beard. In this game, he decided he wanted to get a ponytail. In in the first game, he had a mohawk and he had some or tattoos, and then he got those tattoos taken off. <laughs> and, then he got, and so in the second game, he has completely different hair and he grows a beard. And so like then in the third game, he gets his hair straightened. Like, he goes from being, like, Samoan to black to Hawaiian, and I'm not saying that in a race, but, like, look at him. His hair is different. <laughs> he does, Yeah, he does change a bit over each game. The yeah. only thing that is the same is his necklace. That's the only thing that's the same. I'm looking at all three of them now. Yeah, and they I'm looking at on the wiki, too, so. And they have him flirting with that, with that lady, the mechanic that he just met, and, like, instantly she's his girlfriend. But, like, I, my I thought like was, that's I... nice. I he wanted, wasn't going to get mean, with Laura. <laughs> no, no, he he was in the permanent friend zone with her. Even worse than that, than that one nerdy permanent. guy who died on the ship in the first one, and I and I forget his name. Stay stay woke, queen, uh, kings. Do not go into that ship trying to impress Laura. He oh God, I know what you're talking about now. It took a second. Remember that. Go back. McCarty took a little bit before it kicked in, but then I remember. There he goes. He's 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 drinking all almost as much as I am. But <laughs> McCarty's hitting me hard. In the print zone. But honestly, I kind of wish he had ended up with the single mom in the tribe. I think that, that that was a better fit for him. I liked her better for him. I don't know. I mean, I know she gets I think he, I shot. Think he, I, I know, <laughs> I know she gets shot, but I like, I liked her. I wanted him, and, and there, there was never anything between them. But like, I, I don't know. That was just me, though. Okay. Jonah could have been a good stepdad to that, to that kid. Is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> You're talking. Are you talking the the kid who becomes the new king? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Jonah could have been a good step stepdad to him. I think he's got enough father figures in his life, though. So. Oh. I mean, he does have a lot of people in his life, so. Yeah. So. Jonah with Abby, that is a very cute coupling. I do yes. like that. All right, yeah. No, that was Oh oh, did y'all talk to that one guy in a town? Like as soon as you show up, there's like there's like the NPC Oh yeah. And he's like, I waited two years to talk to her and who's this new guy? And I'm like, dude, yep. you had Bro, 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 <laughs> bro, buddy. 
Bro, uh, come man. <laughs> I didn't talk to many people, but I like I said at the top no, of the that show. That was a very funny. I like the fact that this game that you have them talk in their native language. I just lore. I wish Laura would have talked in, in their language too. Which instead of I know would have been a lot of dubbing. You know, yeah, a lot I get of. It. But still, that that. But I mean, they did it for the other voice actors. They should have done it for her too. Maybe they paid her more. Well, but if okay, so if 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 Mass Effect could hire both a female and a male voice actor to do the exact game, knowing that like you would only hear one of them, then Laura should have done it. Should have also spoken in their native yeah, language. I could I could understand on that one. I just I always just when I just played it, I figure they're all talking in their native languages. They understand each other, but us dumb dumbs out here who don't know who, like myself, only really knows one language enough to communicate in. I only know bits and pieces of words in other languages to understand certain details. So, you know, not all of us are fluent in multiple languages. But Laura, to... Yeah, but but what, I, what I'm saying is Laura should have been, and they should have had her say the lines in, in the language yeah, of the person I'm not, that she's I'm not, Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not ar- arguing that one. Right. They just do it just so that yeah. for us dummies like myself... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my daughter, I don't know if she's learning French right now in school. She learned some French. She learned some Spanish. She learned some German. Cool. I wish I would have learned yeah. languages. That is cool. Now, I, took, I took Latin for three years, French for two years, and I cannot retain uh, – I retain very little of my knowledge of those languages. I know. I mean, if you if you, if you you learn them long, uh, young, they will definitely stick with you. I learned French in the third and fourth grade living in Louisiana, and – it, it's weird how much that'll really stick with you. My son does does Spanish and sign language. He's not fluent in, in uh, e- either, but they just kind of teach him both of those in school, and he's already just – It's improvement you know, from when we went to school. Exactly. It's improvement from when we went to school. When your brain is still spongy, you can definitely work work that in there. I learned better oh, I Spanish. Can... I, I, I took two years of high school Spanish. I learned more working in – the kitchens and working on the construction sites than I ever did, like yeah. like inside of a classroom, just being immersed in guys where that was their primary language and just kind of picking it up by osmosis that over time you understand it in ways that you didn't even realize oh, you yeah. were beginning to un- to understand it by pure context alone. Because you might know like a handful of nouns. But then hearing them do it in conversation, your brain will start to pick up on the nouns. Oh, yeah. And then you'll kind of fill in the verbs and fill in the way you're supposed to conjugate. It's oh, yeah. fascinating that that works. Yeah, I mean, I took Latin because it's supposed to be the, it's the root of all languages. Oh, of course, yeah. Of course, nowadays we have so many words about here that probably never thought they'd have in Latin and the Romans and all those old cultures like meetings. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, uh, they, it would blow their minds if they were somehow brought to this time and were like, like understanding. Just the, okay, so Merriam Merriam Webster, uh, they made their word of the year gaslighting. <laughs> so if you're going back all the way back to the Romans, you would first have to explain the concept of lighting gas, which is a whole <laughs> other thing. That is a technology thousand years away right (laughs) and you would be like okay there's so it's like a stove and instead of like coal there's like okay so okay going back even okay so we found very (laughs) spicy air inside of the ground we put that into tanks and then we hooked that up 
to like a rock and then the rock it makes the rock hot but then we set it on fire and then if somebody is trying to convince you that you're crazy for some reason that's the same thing as you lighting up the 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 spicy air to make the rock hot like they would have no fucking clue what you meant <laughs> you realize how many layers upon layers upon layers that would separate you yet if i say hey bro quit fucking gaslighting me you would know what i meant yeah Lang- language is so weird but it all but but as you said it all goes back to latin yeah yeah i can see that yeah but yeah i i mean I didn't play it like you did, Mike. I kept guessing you did do – since you said you could do that, you tried it with them speaking in their native I did, language. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually played with sound for the most part. I mean, there were a few parts here and there where I just didn't have sound for one reason or another. But I also had to play this on PC. I couldn't play this on my Steam Deck because my Steam Deck kept crashing when I tried to load it up. But I didn't care enough to make it work. Well, it's, if you got this one off, were you playing it on Steam? Uh, uh, did you have a copy on Steam? No, but Epic's supposed to be able to run on on Steam Deck, but not very well. At least it didn't for me. Ah, yep. But I was like, it was. It's beautiful the way the play it all looks. I could imagine that that whole communication thing that would have probably really gotten you immersed in it. Yeah, I, I felt immersed. In this Did you world. have closed captioning on when they were talking to? Of course, always. I always have closed captioning on. See, okay, there oh, you go. Yeah. Every single time. <laughs> yeah, so you definitely movie, weren't missing out on the dialogue then. You I wish I could have closed thing. captioning when people talk in real life. I would love that. <laughs> oh my god! It make my job like, easier. <laughs> well, part of my job is talking to people. Teacher told, showed us in school. We're like, he wrote four words on the board: jeet, jet, no, Jew. To which he is like, we're like. Do you know what that says? And we're all looking like, what? I heard this in the hallway the other day. Did you eat yet? No, did you? Jet yet. G jet? No, you? <laughs> I get it. Can though. you imagine that game closed caption? <laughs> yeah. Just be like, what'd you say? <laughs> oh, but another thing I want to say about this game that it does a good job of moving you along throughout the story, of keeping you interested, of. I mean, what she goes through in this game is, I don't think, as horrible as what she goes through in the other two games. She doesn't have a hole in her stomach for half of the game, like the first one. Yeah, right. <laughs> she she does not get the shit beat out of her near as bad. Which is nice, because she she's grown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's better at what she's doing. She's a fucking killer, too, at this point. So. Oh, dude, she is Jason Voorhees, as I said. Like, especially where she's where she blows up, or, you know, where the... <laughs> where the where the refinery gets blown up mm-hmm. around her and she rises out of the water and just starts like just oh, yeah. because because the villain like is like lol Jonah's dead and she's like I will murder every man, woman and child <laughs> in the entirety of Peru and she just starts killing dudes and then Jonah shows up and she's like hey Laura what's going on he's like oh okay never mind and then she calms back down again I, I think Dude, she felt it I, I feel no. like I'm I'm being a bit glitched. Oh, I know, I know, but it's like yeah. it, you can. It really does. I feel like they did a good job of showing what she goes through in this game, and like her emotional state is definitely affected by it. All oh, three games yeah. had that. You see her mature. You see her evolve. I really like that. Yes. And this is probably the biggest one where she really, really evolves big time because a rash decision. Started the end of the world. <laughs> and she knows it. Yep. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it really does. <laughs> and she's trying to correct her action. And I'll it's all out. part of prophecy. And, of course, when you try to control a prophecy, you fuck up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many stories have we seen that have a prophecy involved and somebody's trying to control the, prophe- the prophecy and it all fucks everything up? Oh, yeah. Which is, which is a good allegory for so many other things, I'm sure, that I'm not quite smart enough to elaborate on fully. The is best there... thing, mm-hmm. the best line that ever comes about a prophecy of that I, I love it and I will quote, keep quoting it to this day. I'll quote it any time. It's said in The Dark Crystal. <laughs> good movie. We did an episode yep. on it. Great movie. Yep. They get on the – they. Kira summons up the Landstriders. They get on to ride the Landstriders, and and Jen is like, the prophets didn't say anything about this. And Kira's like, prophets don't know everything. (laughs) And it's simply the truth. The vaguer the prophecy, the more that can go, the more that can happen to, you know, sidestep any planning. Look at at the entirety of Nostradamus. Is 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 he made his just vague enough that folks would be like, oh yeah, in the year twelve sixty something crazy did happen. Like yeah, because like statistically speaking, something's crazy going to happen in, in any given year. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he he might have been right, <laughs> or he might have just been a really good guesser. Yeah, and what did they like with the Harry Potter series? The prophecy could have very well been about neville i mean yeah neville did turn out to be the hero i mean so (laughs) both had the potential and it was voldemort who made the decision on who it would be Mm -hmm. all in the attempts to stop it from happening (laughs) that's how it works that's the thing yeah all prophecies the more you try and control it the more you screw things up oh and one thing we haven't talked about yet, but we have to talk about. We haven't talked about her ass yet, have we? In this? Oh no, there's some really great ass. <laughs> we no, there's some great and I'm ass. drunk enough at this point from my Bacardi. I've been I've been sipping As away. You no, know, again, it's I I don't I don't think it cracks my top five video game asses anymore. But it's that it's it's definitely top ten. I mean, it's it's there's a lot of them there. Again, still, uh, what's her nose from Dead Space two and three? Still, oh, I think in my top. Ellie, Ellie, no, Ellie. what the fuck was her name? Yeah, Ellie sounds right. Really? Yeah, it was something like that. No, she has a great dude, absolute dump truck. It's ridiculous. Space has zero gravity, but she's still doing squats up there. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> oh man. Um and of course Solid Snake uh yep. ranks up there. Not from Smash Brothers. They took his ass away from <laughs> in Smash Brothers. I don't know why. Because it's Nintendo. It's a travesty. No, well, I, I, I kind of figured, though, after I fiddled around with some of the other costumes this earlier today before we did this, it's like, yeah, he's going to definitely mention the Angel of Darkness outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like the, that's like the first thing I mentioned here. Yeah. <laughs> you have, you have, he's recorded enough with you at this point. He knows what to expect. You really could. I do. If you hey, really when you said shot, when I said that, and he was like, shots fired, I was like, no. 
I know what you're going <laughs> to I'm not going to talk about it at, at, at Laura's ass. I'm not. I am easy we to had to. I will, I, will, I, will, I will talk about video game Bud. She's probably not going to hear me because she's not real. No, she's. <laughs> But no, no, there, there, there wasn't as much gratuitous butt shots. There weren't as much of the ladder going straight, like straight up the love nest as it yeah, was. Yeah, nobody playing. Game. I'm still yeah. in love with a snake eater. I, oh, snake, snake eater, gratuitous, beautifully gratuitous. I am not like man, woman. I will appreciate a nice ass either, either way, but. This one, like, I feel like this game did not have as much, like, even though she's going up in the same way that she did in the other games, they really did not linger there. No, and I think it's because of people like me. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm, really- well, I think it's more of they were trying. I mean, Laura is known as a sex symbol a lot of times for gaming, yeah. and I think but, they were really trying not to do that as much in this. Well, in the Survivor trilogy, fine, well, there's definitely a fine line that. I feel like Laura didn't have as much character development in this game because I feel like she – like, I don't know how much further you could go with her based on the first two games. I don't uh, Especially – yeah, I mean – I mean, and I mean just, like, growth as a character where she has some kind of a, yeah. a a deficit that she needs to work on where she's a better person by the end. This is her she's just, like – Well, yo, she's absolutely – she's she Jason is, Voorhees, as I think. She's, uh, well, she's she the also, Terminator. She's Rambo, literally. <laughs> Yeah, and after, of course, though, after the accidentally starting the end of the world, yeah, we know it. She's going to be a she's going to be a better person because, geez, my own actions really caused this to go apeshit. But I feel like they were definitely trying with for something with her, and I feel like it got very muddled at the very end, where she's like seeing her family and she's like tempted by the box or whatever. But I, I don't feel like they were very clear on what they were trying to do with that, as far as her character growth on that. I can agree but, with that. I like that moment. But, I know what you're talking about, but yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I liked it too. I just couldn't. It was too abstract for me to really. If she had been like tempted by something else more, if she had been tempted by the power of the box and what it could do for her. Or tempted I think by that the fruit been, of another. Oh, I like the it. truth was discovered. <laughs> That's a great song. Yes, it is. But I, 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 I would have actually, and this is something I'm thinking of just right now. I got my writer's uh, cap on, is that if you had is trying to reshape the world in the way that he wanted it to be reshaped for very selfish reasons, but also to protect his people. If you had offered a very similar nondescript power that this box could have offered her to where she could have turned back the, the clock, not only to save all of those people that she pretty much directly killed back in Mexico, but could actually turn things back to where it could tempt her to save her own parents. I think that would have been a very interesting choice that her character would have had to make at the end of the game, because then am I, then am I any different from what Trinity's trying to do and being very misguided, but ultimately she would have figured out that again, the prophets can't know everything. And this is a non descript kind of power that human hands are not meant to do anything with, which I I think would, what's that? I think that's the final test of the box. Right. I, I just feel like they could have spelled that out a little bit more and they could have established that earlier on in the story. I, is think, that, I think they did it in a subtle way that some people might have missed. No, I mean, I definitely but I'm saying like at some point during the story, like, you know, saying like, I wish I could have that. I wish I could do something about all of these people that I got killed with this flood. I wish that there was some way I could see my parents one more time. 
and establish that directly during the story itself. And then Dominguez later on, perhaps when he's trying to get the box from her, could have taken her by the shoulders. Don't you see it, Croft? This <laughs> box, it can do blah. I'm, I'm trying to bring uh, world peace and you're trying to stop me. I'm not killing people because I want to. I'm doing it for the greater good of the people that yeah, blah, 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 blue. I think blah, blah, box gets in her hands and then ultimately she has to decide that it's not for her to do, to determine the fates of others. And I do think in some ways, I mean, even Dominguez, even Amaru mm-hmm. did not know the full details. Right. He didn't know the full details. He had left with Trinity, but Amaru, uh, Unuratu, Unuratu, that's her name. Mm-hmm. She was training for this. She was trying to – she was conditioning her mind for this. And she took an arrow through the chest, right? Or a bullet? Something, one of those. A bullet. A bullet, yeah. yeah. But you see, that's the thing. So she – and she somehow knew it would be Laura's thing to do because obviously her son's too young. Yeah. And we don't know what all – you know, nobody knew the full details of what the whole cleansing and the sacrifice would do. We don't see that until Laura actually passes the test. And I think she was also quite prepared to die there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, she she fought Dominguez. Mm-hmm. After going through that area with all the yacht, 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 the undead people, <laughs> the undead supernatural people, with a goddamn base camp. What the f- were these people thinking? <laughs> putting a base camp in an area where you can't save the game anymore? <laughs> I mean, you run it, you, just as you're about to start that, it's like you are starting the end of the game. There will be no saving from this point on. You will have quick t- quick saves because you reach a checkpoint, but no, you will not be saving it. <laughs> you cannot set up the base camp. Why put a fucking base camp there? Mm. I mean, I, I, I was 100%ing this game because mm. that's what I do. In these games, yeah. If I can obtain everything, I will. I I didn't do that for the next game because I can't pull some of that shit off. But if I can pull it off, I'm gonna do it. And the Tomb Raider games, it is easy to pull some of this stuff off. Shoot a damn land, shoot a damn sea mine. That's easy. Yeah. Shoot a damn bird's nest. That's cruel but easy. Pull down these signs with an arrow and a rope. That's easy too. Yeah. Find these guys running around. Well, give me this goddamn sight vehicle, sight thing that I could see these people in the proper colors. Okay, I'll find them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one where you got the lockpick. Oh, I don't think I did that. Hmm. I don't remember that was hard to find them, especially when I had a few times when this game crashed on me. I it didn't crash on. Didn't crash on I, me either. I, the, 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 the only issue I had were faces would like just disappear, so it would just be like it would be like the. No Headless horseman walking around. <laughs> face ghost, ghost to ghost, love it. Oh god, that's special. <laughs> I haven't seen that in years. The only I, I don't remember want having again. a copy of Space Ghost, Ghost, Coast to Coast when I was uh, there was an episode on it with my uh, videotape of the mask. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. man, that is a core memory you've unlocked. <laughs> I don't remember that because I had that VHS. Mike, we are talking about everything except to. That's fine. I mean, we're also. I love it. Me I and you are both awful pretty drunk. Well, maybe you're not drunk, but I'm pretty. I'm getting pretty drunk at this point. I have a, I have a nice little buzz going on. Though. I'm I'm 
more buzz than I'm okay with, but Bacardi still tastes oh, like shit. So I'm not we've, been ju- we've been jumping all over. Well, that's <laughs> what we always do. I'm ever on a podcast. This is what I always do. But yeah, um, I mean, like, you had so much that I, like I said, I go for the challenges. I went for all the additional tombs. Oh, did you do the, all the DLC ones too? Yep. Nice, man. Because they worked in. They worked yeah. in. You could discover them and in the game cool. as you're working hmm. the main way through. Cool. You learn things. Some of those chat were some fun challenges. Mm-hmm. You also started this, thankfully, which I'm always glad that when people are able to. You started this way in advance, which I was glad too that you were able. Yeah, to. Yeah, because I when I got through with the first one and I got through with the second one, I'm like, damn, I want to face this whole story. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have to wait it. many years for it to be released. I have it now. I'm playing it. Yeah, you don't have to wait for my, my weird ass freaking you know list of way I do things. So. Yeah. And I do it because I don't know how long these games are going to take me to play through. Yeah, you're doing the right way. You're I not mean, like you me. You started like two weeks before. Okay. Well, I'm insane. Better... Okay. Like, let's not yeah, even, kid, what I do is insanity. I will say that over and over again. What I do is insanity. How much I edit, how much I play games, and the time frames yeah. that I play games, and somehow I work 40 hours a week and have have a good relationship with my wife and... Everything so manage to sleep occasionally, huh? I, I get plenty of sleep, actually. I'm just yeah, very, wow. very good at managing my time. That's yeah, better I mean, than me, because I have no idea how I'm doing. I manage I mean, you can time see these bags underneath my eyes. So fucking well, because I have to. Sleep I am... is what gives, gives up for me. Between the book, between the TikTok, between being a dad. Oh, the cows. I am the cows. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm... I, I'm in this case, I'm glad that my child is in her teen years because, like, if she was younger, I couldn't do this stuff. No, I no, completely understand. And, and I, being and being a single father now, as I am, I mean, it's not necess- It's not easy. No, I don't part, of, and part of my gaming is part of my coping too. Oh, of course. I got. Sure. I mean, I didn't better coping mechanism than. Other things, so it's good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I became a widower at 43, so. Young. Yeah. Yeah. As a guy who talks to a lot of widows and widowers, that is very young. I yeah. do actually talk a lot of widows and widowers, but yeah. yes. there. I do keep my cool, and yeah. in turn, it puts some things into very serious perspective. I mean, uh, I don't, Mike, you're not aware, not necessarily aware of this. I've been having trouble posting some of my stuff in, uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, on the weekend thon. Oh. Every time I put a link in there, it's like pending, pending, pending. No, yeah. So, it, it, no, this by the time this premieres, it could be cleared. They're, I mean, they're trying to look into it. What's going on? Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried making it as a comment on my own comment on the Facebook post, and oh, Facebook is just a bitch sometimes. That's all. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's not yeah. you. It's just Facebook's a bitch. Yeah, it's just Facebook. And it only just started recently. Yeah, it's just hmm. Facebook is a bitch. No, I get so you know. I'm being chill with it, though. Like I said, it's just a minor inconvenience. And in the big scheme of things, it's not something to get overly upset about. I'll be pissed for me. I'm like, I was being pissed for a minute <laughs> or a few minutes at best. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> oh, and I want to talk about the final boss fight, which yeah, I didn't enjoy as much in this game because it, it actually reminded me a lot of Uncharted 1 for those that played Uncharted 1. It's a very long, drawn-out fight where you got to keep fighting him and trying to just completely load bullets into him, which didn't feel like... It was the first time in the game where I really felt like I had to just kill, 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 and I was like, eh. yeah. Well, you do have to, like, you have to take out certain things. Yeah, you got to kill the other guys around him that are powering him up or something. 
Yeah. Can I put on my my like my like writer's hat one one sure, more time here? If yeah. you're gonna do this kind of villain, where it's like I'm gonna take the MacGuffin and I'm gonna turn into the most unkillable beast that you could possibly be, but then like that was his final form, right? Richard, that was pretty much, the, yeah. Okay. He was taking on the powers of a god. Right. So then I could just unload a bunch of bullets into him and he'd still die. So was his master plan just to like show up at the capital of Lima and just like tear a bunch of stuff down and take on the military? Because the military's got a lot of bullets. So I feel like they would have just shot him and that would have been the, the there end. had to there was probably something else in there because as he is getting so, his power mm-hmm. He's got to use – I mean he's gaining these powers pretty much right. because he doesn't understand it. Right. He, is, he does not have the purest of hearts. Right. So the powers of like Khan or whatever right. that were being released into him overtook him. OK, so here is what I think though did the absolutely best version of this, and it was Silent Hill 1. Okay, I don't know if you played Silent Hill one, right? Which was Episode the same, ba- right? Which was the same basic premise of what this was, right? I is is that you put all of the power into this thing, and then it turns into a god or an unkillable demon uh, with the intent of taking over the world. But in Silent Hill one, they interrupt the process of the demon coming out of the girl. It's it's been a while since I played, but they interrupt it. So then when the demon comes out, it's basically like an infant demon. So it's like nearly unkillable, but they didn't get to finish the ceremony. So so story-wise, it would make sense why you could kill this thing with bullets, but it would be very difficult. Yeah. But this isn't the thing that would have been taking over the world. So like that's the like the yeah. I, uh, the I had the same issue with Bioshock 1 with like Fontaine. He shot him up. You know, he shot himself up full of. Adam, so that he was going to be the most powerful being and he was going to go to the surface and topple governments by himself. He was going to be some titan. But what you thought was the final version of him. And like a couple of grenades and like a bunch of little sisters took that guy down because that was his final form. Does this make any sense? So like Kotal Khan, the spirit of him is a god. But like I feel like he, they should have been putting it into him and like at 70 percent they like shot him and it like interrupted and he like turns to her and he's like fuck you i'm gonna kill you and then i'm gonna finish taking over and becoming the thing and then it would also make sense for him yeah, to get killed also, with 28 shotgun blasts to his head however and i'm as this i have i also have this. the this yeah i also have the wiki open yeah. so that whole battle she interrupted the whole procedure Okay, see, I, I wasn't sure so if that translated. was not okay. fully completed. Okay, so it wasn't fully done. So they did do the Silent Hill 1 thing. Now, when she's, well, they're wrestling for the knife, mm-hmm. she does eventually, once you get to, the, get to that point and, you know, disrupt his power enough, she's able to use the knife. The knife would be the only thing that could really hurt him right. because it's not, it's, not just a, it's not just a ceremonial thing. It's actually okay. got some power to it. Okay. And okay, that makes a little more. You actually sense. get the real him in his final words, because he said the final words to he says is to 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 Laura, protect Petiti, please, Laura. Which fits, because that's what his whole yeah okay motive is, is to protect his town, his city. That's why he does all this shit. Yeah, and and again, I mean, maybe this is on me for not 
reading into everything like I should have. I don't know if it was spelled out in the story as well as it should have, or if or if I just wasn't watching it as closely as I should have been. But I but 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 learning from you, there's definitely a lot of context that I feel like I missed in the story, and I could have gotten a lot more out of. Yeah, I mean, like you were rushing to get through it. Yeah, you probably I mean, closed out after everything you find, or a document, or a statue, yeah. and all that. You'd close yeah. out of it before listening to it all. Okay, so so this plot might actually be a, giving a lot better, like might be a lot better than I'm giving it credit for, because I feel like I was just taking it at face value for the cutscenes themselves. Yeah, you the cutscenes give you a base. Right. The details is are is in all the documentation. Okay, and I'm not sure if that's great storytelling or not, but it, it it's also such so much information that you're trying to to convey just over cutscenes. So I definitely can see it being either way. In that, if it's not informative enough over the cutscenes and and within the story that you're seeing itself, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of going both ways on it. Like I feel like if it's you with- need to write stuff in there, then it's not as well of a told story as it could have been. Does that make sense? You like, can I, have a the basic story. You can get a basic story, and you can get the main. You're you got a basic story. Yeah, definitely. You can look at you looked at Laura at the beginning of this as as you saying that she is the bad person, the villain. Yeah. yeah. And from not looking at all the details, that's a fair assumption to make. Yeah. She seems more a villain. But when you go through all the details, you learn backstories. You get the stuff from the DLC. Yeah. Because some of the story comes from the DLC. Oh, definitely. And I did go back and I did the mansion after we finished the last one. Yeah, I, okay, I, I'm glad I you went, did that. That's a good Yeah, chapter. yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was a good chapter. I, I, I was told you would get more context for this game based on that, and it did. I felt like I, I got more yeah. out of the scene, especially of her childhood and, like, and like her parents off of that and then finding her mother's crypt that was hidden down. I thought yeah, that, that was, was all good. really Yeah, that was beautiful. And but yeah, so I, I definitely feel, but I'm not sure how good of a story te- of, of how good of a story it is to tell if you need everything for it to make full sense. Like if if you have to get the DLC, if you have to read everything for it to make full sense. And I can't really answer that one way or the other because somebody's tolerance for that is very individual. Yeah. Now I just as an example, and I'm going to use this as an example. I actually just started playing it again. Uh, King's Quest VI. Yeah. Now, that's a story that has some basics to it, but depending on choices you make later, like at one point in the game, yeah. and choices you make during the course of the game and things you complete during the course of the game, you can actually have bad, troubling ending mm-hmm. while you have the initial happy ending of the wedding of the two characters. Uh-huh. You actually get levels of success... And thought process, like, you don't get to meet this one character or get his help. He's mm-hmm. not going to be totally sure on if you're a good person or not. You don't find these items that were stolen from all the islands? Well, mm. you still got to deal with the turmoil that's going on between all the islands. Mm. You don't take this path and rescue the, the parents from the world of the dead? Mm-hmm. Well, they're not going to show up there and the wedding's going to be a bit somber. You get this. Ge- you let this genie get killed. Well, then your pa- family isn't going to be there. Didn't get your ring out of Hawk. Well, then that's going to be. I mean, that that affects things. You can't use Hell that yeah. as a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. So even with a basic story, you get a ending that could be a lot better. 
adding all the details, learning them as you play, not skipping right. over them. Right. You get more details that you didn't necessarily get in the, if you were doing like a speed run. Right. Anytime you play a game, first runs should be leisurely. Mm-hmm. They should be attempting to do what you can, getting the story, yeah. learning the story. Because if you speed through and skip, 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 skip every cutscene that you can, mm-hmm. you will get to the end of the game. I beat the game. How was mm-hmm. it? It was boring. I mean, the action was great, but well, I didn't see a story. Well, and I think that, again, it, it, there's, there's sort of two things. One is somebody's tolerance is about whether or not somebody wants a game in which they can get lost in a lot of reading. Things like Skyrim, absolutely. You can find that there's cookbooks that will build the world in Skyrim. There are volumes <laughs> of novels full in there. But at the same time, you can also play a game, and again, you all play this, but like Half-Life 2, in which there is not a single cutscene in that game. There is nothing to read on that game. Everything is conveyed in first person of characters talking directly to you. Yeah. And you get backstory, you get what happened at Black Mesa, even if you never played the first game. And you can allude to what's going on. Uh, there's bits on the radio that kind of add a little bit of flavor. But even if you don't listen to them, you can still understand fairly complex narrative from beginning, middle, end. And a lot of it's told through things like context. It's told through things like one-sided conversation. And it's just sort of observing the world around you that even without needing all that extra flavor to it, you can still pick up a very rich and a very full story. So again, that doesn't necessarily make it better or worse, but it's definitely possible to craft a narrative like that without having to have all of that background for it to make sense. Does yeah. that make any? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and, and again, it just sort of depends on what you're wanting out of an experience when you go in. Again, Portal does that incredibly well. I know that's oh, yeah. another Valve, but... <laughs> That's all first person, and it's a lot of context and a lot of great game. We're talking, and part of it is you do have to figure it out for yourself and just sort of fill yeah. in those blanks based on things. But I and I and I and I think it it probably also has something to do with a fundamental kind of um, um, yeah. way that 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 you and I enjoy media differently, possibly. I mean, we well. got it would like. I didn't have to necessarily complete all the, quote, challenges, but I did that. Well, yeah, Those and that's were not thing. necessarily the side challenges. I could have left them be. Right, but but what I'm saying is, like, reading and doing the DLC from the end of the last game, which a lot of people wouldn't necessarily do, and a lot of people wouldn't necessarily read everything. And it's not that I'm even adverse to reading, like but Mike. odds are... Like Mike. <laughs> but, but when you pick things up, a lot of times, when you're picking things up, you are doing it like right in the middle of something else. You're about to go climb and jump or you're in the middle of a fight and you don't necessarily want to just pause the action there and then go back and do it. For some reason, Skyrim, I didn't mind reading as much. I'm just using that as an example of a game. Is is I would usually pick up a book. It would usually weigh one pound. I would get back (laughs) to my place and then I would dump the books on my bookcase and I would read through them as I dumped them out. And I would spend like, 20 30 minutes just reading through all of the books that i picked up be like oh this makes sense or this is funny or this adds some flavor or this actually involves a story or this might help me out on a quest which to me felt more organic to the world itself versus i'm jumping off a cliff wait let me stop and look at this thing that i'm looking at (laughs) oh this is a 16th century something or like to me that just didn't make as i don't know that wasn't as that wasn't as yeah, I can I can say yeah. that if I, I I'm not going to read something if I 
if I'm jumping off a cliff. Right. But 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 just even me in a sense of like I didn't want to break the action of what I was doing yeah. at the time. And unless I was at a campsite, there really wouldn't be much of a reason for me to go back into my menu and look for that stuff. Mike, we are coming up on two and a half hours. Yes, I know. That's why I'm about to start podcast. Yeah. Do you want do you want me to quickly go through the notes that I Sure, no, feel free. Okay, yeah, yeah. This will be really quick. A uh, good thing that all of the trials were like climbing based, because otherwise Laura would have been fucked. Imagine. <laughs> no, I mean, really, they're just called <laughs> the trials. The trials could have been anything. This could have been a Mayan spelling bee. All of us <laughs> would have been fucked. It would. It would be like they would be like you. You have one chance. Spell Quetzalcoatlus. Fuck. Spikes dead. End of game. Could have been. I could feel the smallpox spreading as soon as Laura Jonah <laughs> set into that village. I just um, let's see, yada yada yada. Wandering spiders, which I brought this up during Metal Gear Solid Three. Do you know what the main side effect of wandering spider venom is? No, I don't even know what a wandering no. spider is. It is a very deadly South American spider. But uh, the first thing, it, uh, remember the assassin that was up in the trees and. Metal Gear Solid 3, and he would turn invisible. Yes. His darts using, right, used walking spider venom. The main thing that it's going to do to you before it kills you is induce bryopism. Take that one home with you. <laughs> I don't know you, what that is. If you have an erection lasting longer than three hours, please consult your doctor. That's okay. That's bryopism. <laughs> if you get bitten by a Brazilian wandering spider... You will get up and you will stay up, although that's going to be the least of your problems. Metal Gear Solid 3 <laughs> definitely did that on purpose because it's funny. But the main venom that you use to make your poison darts and stuff in this game comes from venom that will... So think think about every one of those guards that you shot with that arrow <laughs> as they were freaking out or they, or they were getting stunned or whatever. They were harder than fucking calculus. <laughs> Just before they died. That is a fact. He's gone nuts. Yeah, no he's definitely gone nuts. Stuck in there. <laughs> ah, God, it hurts. All right, yeah, that, but yeah, you can look that up. Uh, the snake key looks like poo. I just thought that was funny. It looked like a poo emoji, and she sticks it. Okay, I just thought that was okay. The At the oil refinery, they all had storm... Trooper aim, which was fitting right after that. <laughs> like they're shooting through open grates and there's just stuff. Yeah, they can't hit you. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, they yeah. cannot uh then Jason Voorhees, yada yada yada. During the stealth sections, why doesn't Laura pick up a weapon? I don't know why. She kills dudes, she loots their body. I I had the Because the guns the are coated by nanomachines, so that if you if you're not coated to where oh sorry, wrong game. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, that's 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 like a whole nothing. other game. No, but it was for plot con- convenience. Yeah. I'll I'll pick up arrows and ammo and stuff, but for some reason I can't pick up their gun. I get it she wants to stay stealthy, but in the context of this game, Laura does not know if she'll ever get her weapons back. I mean, we know she will because it's a video game. But assuming this is real life, <laughs> she's gonna assume that she's never gonna get her guns back while she's in stealth mode. She has an open holster anyway. Maybe save it for later. That's just, just take the, the damn weapons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, just think... take the damn weapon. Even if even if you press the button to switch it, she might just think to herself, "I can't use the weapon now. The guards will hear me." Perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, uh, also we're gonna. I could say like 
most of those times you were basically in a section where you shouldn't be using the guns. Exactly, which is why they, which is which is why you and I know that she didn't use it. Yeah, because the video but, game said no. But for but if this was real life, she she should have picked yeah. one up. Okay. The light puzzle towards the end of the game took some serious Raiders of the Lost Ark logic. <laughs> where like they're really lucky that it was not a cloudy day and it was the perfect time at the perfect time of year. <laughs> oh, light you mean the perfect down, hit the mirror. Oh, you mean in, in San Jose? Yes, in San Jose. Uh, that's the, that's the only one I looked up. That was the okay, only puzzle I, I looked up. So yeah, yes. that one was was really. But it was the perfect time of day. If they if they found that thing at like two thirty in the afternoon, Jonah and Laura would have had to be like, "Well, we're gonna have to come back tomorrow. The sun's already too far." Or again, if it had been raining, if it had been cloudy, if it had been I don't know, fucking October, and the sun isn't there at that time of year, they got real like yeah, insanely no, lucky. Yeah, it's, it's always how, that way in any damn movie. Again, that is that is the whole Raiders of of the Lost Ark, which I think even in 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 that movie that they're like this will only work one day out of the year at least they acknowledge it then this one is just convenience because it's a very thin light <laughs> ocarina of time convenient. yeah uh I, I like ocarina of uh time did that too with the sun shield and then final note that i have is this game needs more giant fish i saw them in the market there were arowanas <laughs> they were the size of a man I wanted to get in that water and see a giant arowana and or a catfish, if you must. They they exist in this world, much as they exist in our own world. Just let, like, there there are legendary animals in this game anyway. Give me one legendary giant fish. Mike, you know I love fish. This is why this game will not get 10 out of 10, because it did not have giant fish in it. And those are my notes. Okay. Well, I, I want to, before we go any farther, though, I do want to mention one thing. We didn't get to mention it because we, we, we mentioned the final battle, but the final the D, final DLC, which really does a nice little thing. Uh, the final DLC, it's set in San, San Jose, the San Jose mission. Mm-hmm. And when you go there for that, then mm-hmm. they complete the ritual and restore the sun's energies and all that. The Axel were sighted heading for San Juan. And mm-hmm. I, I've been saying San Jose. I'm sorry, San Jose. It's San, San Juan. San Juan. Juan. <laughs> One. One is better than Jose. Oh, my God. Except Jose Alapeno. All right, keep going. <laughs> uh, but go into uh, that final path. Get what it's called. But when you do that one and you follow the path, find out that the that they have gone to the Silver Gate that takes them back to their creator. <clears throat> And it's such a fitting end. They fulfilled their job. Now all they wanted to do was go home, and they got to go home, which makes these 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 creatures all the more lovable or likable in this game. Yeah. These are the first time we really had a supernatural, quote, enemy that when we fought them at first, then they become our allies. And then you see that they did their job. They and went home. Her. Yeah. They went home. They got their reward. Yeah. They did right. their job. And they moved on. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely thought they were the best supernatural villains of, of, of the three games, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Better than the Oni, better than the other ones. Uh, what were those called? Yeah, the Oni, uh, the, the... I don't remember what the hell they were called. In the, the Immortal yeah. guys he's talking yeah, about. The, yeah. But yeah, I thought, I, I thought these, these were the best ones. Yeah, definitely. They were 
tons of personality to them. Yes, they had personality to them while the others were just... Monsters? Yeah. They got the sucky end of immortality. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were like zombies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ones in uh, the ones in Yamatai, we must protect the queen. At all costs. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we Wasn't failed that life. she died, but we must still protect her because her spirit's still there, and we mm-hmm. will protect her. I don't care if you're trying to help her. I will kill you. Yeah, that kind not, of thing. Yeah, not, not the and best the of character in, motivation. Uh, <laughs> the ones that were in the, the Deathless ones, they're like... Oh, that's yeah. what they were called. The Deathless fuck, ones. Fuck you. You're not getting here. Yeah. I mean, you want, I mean, like, as one guy said, we can't beat these things. They die, they come back. Yeah. He wasn't wrong? Yeah, I mean, technically speaking, yeah. These were these ones, they were there to for a job. They were there to make sure everything happens as it's supposed to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Crimson Fire actually completes the ritual once Laura realizes the truth. Yeah. No, she's and, He, whatever that thing was, is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It looked female. Female, female, I mean, yeah, looks, male. looks, yeah. So that's why I was like, I don't know if these things are even gendered necessarily. Yeah. Because I don't know Maybe what Maybe that's what they were doing, though, with that. Going for that. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah I can see that. I mean, if, though, if you look at, like, uh, Dorman from uh, from Shadow of the Colossus, mm-hmm. there was, it was supposed, Dorman was supposed to be genderless. Yeah. And again, I mean, like, even when you look at, Nature, it gets all over, over the place with the way things, like, yeah. reproduce. And we've already established these things aren't human. So, presumably, even if there's some kind of mammal, they could technically lay eggs, which means they could then give birth parthenogenically in the same way that, like, any egg-laying species can. So, okay. the males could completely be both sterile and superfluous, and they could still be... To keeping an entire species. We have no clue, but I would love yeah. to study them just from that kind of perspective because that's what my bachelor's is in. <laughs> All right. I think we should get on to questions, comments, or memories. Probably a good idea. Because I want to yep. go to sleep. And this is almost yeah, – I... <laughs> All right. Uh, I only got comments from one group. I watched the entire Obelid Super Replay group, which is always friendly, usually friendly to me. <laughs> First comment from David Lewis. I remember it not feeling as good as Rise, and the world wasn't as fun to explore for me for some reason, but I still get a good amount of enjoyment out of it. I found the story to actually be pretty memorable, more more, more so than Rise, despite thinking Rise was a better game overall. It was a very solid 8-ish game to me, though. Kind of missing the series at this point. Okay. I completely can see that. Oh, yeah. I can see that, too. It's a, I mean, my only complaint is all the damn quick time sections. <laughs> yeah, I don't care a lot of those. Yeah. And from Travis Wayne, I just finished Rise after a year-long replay, so going to slowly go through this one again with a new gen patch upgrade. I stand by how I feel about the opening of Shadow, or about the first 30 minutes up until Lowers in the Jungle after the plane crash. It's one of my favorite in all of gaming. The music is killer, the camera work direction, the cutscenes is the highest tier of quality in games. I'm anticipating my feelings may change as I play through again, but my overall thoughts were that it has few of the best singular moments in the reboot series and even Tomb Raider as a whole. But overall, the weakest full package game, the trilogy story, and pacing-wise, they said the level design is superb and better than Rise, in my opinion. Okay. And from yes. Adam Walker, didn't feel as good as Rise, didn't like lore as much or the story in general, but the gameplay improvements and difficulty options were great. So kind of like what Cody had mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, from Tristan Stewart, Shadow is my favorite of the Tomb Raider reboot trilogy. I really felt this. they struck a balance in the game between the exploration, platforming, and combat. It's a beautiful game visually, and the jungle environments take Laura back to her root. 
I love all the side temples, tombs, and puzzles to solve. This game really has so many fun things to do that aren't combat, and that big part of it's a, a big part of the appeal to me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. We felt too. So yeah. And let's see here. I got one last one. I got two more to read from Lucas Lanucci. I loved it, but the combat felt worse than Rise, and also there was much less of it. But I like the stealth so much. I was begging for there to be some kind of stealth combat challenge mode, but at least there's New Game Plus. Also, this ga- this game's graphics still look so good. Yeah, no, this game was beautiful. Like, Very especially good. the the climbing sections and just the yeah. wide landscapes, which, which which this game's always been very good about, but especially in this, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, really pretty. I may disagree with him on the combat part. I mean, I... <laughs> I do, too. When you, got the hu- when you had the human enemies, there was nothing funner to do than headshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and last comment from Simeon Moore. I enjoy it, but the game systems are at odds with the actual game. So many skill trees, but there's a smaller emphasis on action. The stealth, when it happens, shockingly good and fun. Story's interesting. I think making Laura the villain is a good angle they didn't really do much with. She's buff. I like it more than Rise, but the reboot is still something special to me. There you go. Another one to agree with you, Cody. Yeah. I agree with yeah. you, too. So. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Again, I mean, I mean, we'll talk about the whole thing over, you know, during shelf or box. But yeah, but yeah, it sounds like we're kind of on on the same page there. Yeah, I, I like that. That was cool that someone else had the same thing they had to say. Yeah. All right, and that brings us to our last section, shelf stacker box. And Richard, why don't you go first? Well, I've enjoyed, like I said, I've enjoyed all these games. Uh, I do think that this would have been a little bit better if I didn't have to worry about all those quick time those quick time sections. Yeah. Would I play it again? Maybe at some point I'll play it again. I don't do New Game Plus, though I'm tempted to. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put – overall, I think this one was – everything was put together well. I mean, even all the DLC worked a little bit better incorporating in it. I mean, you don't have uh, you don't have someone all of a sudden learning how to fly a helicopter, and they've never <laughs> seen one before, yeah. or a mission that involves uber-powerful <laughs> foes, which I did not play that DLC in, in Rise. <laughs> Music is great. Apparently, I just and I just reopened it right now, you can listen to the soundtrack of the game. Nice. That's so cool. that's, a, that's definitely a plus in my book. I probably will not play this again unless I play it for the channel or just now it so years gonna, down the road. Yeah, most likely. I mean, uh, overall, was it as good as Rise? Well, with the exception of the quick tying sections, do I think it's a fine end to this trilogy? It's a fine end to the trilogy. You can't get bigger than the end of the world. <laughs> no, as we know it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. let's face it. Uh, they that's uh, that that felt that's hurt uh, Warehouse 13 because they kept going bigger and bigger at the end of the season. <laughs> One day, good show. Yeah. You should watch it. I want to take time to watch it. It's great. You see a lot of good names in it too. Season four had a nice little uh, tribute to a uh, nice little refacing uh, with uh, Brent Spiner and Saul Rubinick. Oh, okay. Look. Refer to the episode the ne- of the next generation, the most toys for that one. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, but I'm gonna put this. Uh, I think I'll put this one on this game individually. It would probably be stacked. Okay. The yeah. series as a whole, definitely a shelf because mm. it's a whole story. Mm. It's a hell of a good story so, too. So I like that. Yeah. Standalone stack, whole series shelf. Okay. And what about you, Cody? Well, okay, so as I, pro- as I 
probably said about three hours ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I started to really think about this series, I realized that I really do love the story of Tomb of the the first game the most on Yamatai and this island sort of outside of time itself and these like castaways and just and. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like what they were doing with it, and I thought it was the most interesting idea of the three games. But I also thought it was uh, it was the weakest as far as the gameplay was concerned and the combat and all that. Whereas this game, I feel like, A, had the strongest, like, supernatural villains. Um, it had the best gameplay, and it might have my favorite setting. I actually really did like the the setting of Rise, maybe even a little bit more, just because it was varied a bit more, where you go from it being like the freezing cold to sort of this valley to this just, I don't know, this otherworldly castle kind of thing, even though I wasn't as crazy about the villains in that. But I, li- I feel like you had more variety in the second game than any of them. And and but I also felt like the plot was the weakest in this. And that's not even to say it was bad. I'm actually turning around a little bit more to it because of what Richard has been explaining. to me. I still feel two and a half hours talking about it. Exactly. By the way, I have been convinced. But 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 therefore, I felt like the plot was the best at like plot, good game, like the gameplay bad. And then those two things sort of slowly sort of, like, changed each, each other out until, like, but they kind of met in that sweet spot in the middle of Rise. So Rise is still going to be my favorite. I think retroactively, I want to put the first and the third one on the stack. I think I want to put Rise on the shelf, and I'm going to steal from Richard. Right now, the entire series easily goes on the shelf. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll go last. Um, This is going to go on the shelf. I had a great time with this game. I came into it. With zero expectations, I've been one person that mentioned at the top of the show, Marina, being like, hey, I really like this game. I'm like, okay, yeah, my interest, because she started listening to the podcast because we were talking about Tomb Raider. And I went in, so I didn't have high expectations, you know, just because the, av- the average person on, on what I've seen on the internet didn't like it. It's like, okay, I mean, but I was hopeful, and I, I had a great time. I really enjoyed this game. I'm so glad we finally got to cover it on this show. And, yeah, I've, I mean, the whole series I put on the shelf, too, I, I loved it. I loved all three games. I thought Rise was my favorite, and this game topped top Rise for me, which I felt was impressive because I really, really enjoyed Rise. If you listen to that episode, I'm pretty sure I was really high on it. But this game just, it fit what I wanted to do. And when a game does that, I, I have to give it props. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, going on the shelf, series going on the shelf, and I'm so glad we played through this trilogy finally. Cause it was Indeed. Great. It was a very fun experience. Second trilogy that I've completed for this show. <laughs> uh, man, how many shows have I have have I been on, Mike? I've done all three Dead Spaces. I've done all three Tomb Raiders. Eight. Super Mario, Alice. What's um, that, eight? I think it's eight or nine. It's nine. See, Super, Snake uh, and Eater nine. also. Because, and, then, and then Snake Eater. Nine, yeah. Holy shit. You yeah, are you're you're gonna have to find something new for me to do. I already got ideas, so and oh. there'll be more Dead Space too. Cause we got to do the movies at some point. Oh my so we god! Yeah. Crap. Oh yeah. We'll Let's remake back for and that. And <laughs> animal stuff. Uh, I'm your guy. Well, I know. That's why we're gonna try to do Red Dead Redemption next year. Or not next year. Yeah, next year. Yes, we are gonna do Red Dead one and may and maybe even two. Who knows? Well, I'm doing right. one for sure, and I want to get one, Carrie, friend of the one show, for sure. who's. Actually, a U.S. history teacher who uh, he majored in that. So having a guy, having 
animal guy and history and guys. And I am a cowboy. I, I do it will just, and you're both yeah. in Texas. So it will be Texas. perfect. We will set the yeah, we will yeah. stay up till midnight one the in the morning like talking about I'll do the entire, I will do the entire podcast talking just like that. <laughs> It'll be fucking great. It's so, a game I can't yeah. join on that on a yeah. on Red Dead because the first game never came out on computer. Which no, is not surprising when a game series starts on a system, they never put yeah. the they they, tr- they usually don't put the set the retroactively put it onto the computer. I wasn't happy when you brought that up because that means I got to pull up my 360 or my PS3 and play it one of the other two ways that I own it. Up the old 360. Yeah. You better believe it's I'm gonna not that far from me. That's the only reason I I ever still play that is for this show. Same 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 thing I played. Uh, <laughs> I believe I played both Alice and Metal Gear Solid Three on that because of well, the show. Well, can play on PC because Alice. Well, Alice you can play on PC, but it was hidden for a while. Yeah, it, it was hard. It's not the easiest game. I had I. I played on PC, but I had to say You're talking the about the first one? Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, the first episode Cody was on. Yeah. I don't even see if you can find that anymore. Well, well I can get it well, for you. But yeah, it I mean, you can get it. But I, I, I had it because <laughs> of the Alice Madness Returns. Yeah, that's the only that and that's how I played legal it. way to get it. You can't... Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I don't think you can buy it by itself. Maybe you can now, but I'm pretty sure EA is not nice. But I have no clue. I got it off on a different website, so let's make Why this podcast they, uh, they, uh, longer, Mike. How how are they not supposed? How are they supposed to make money if they give away something like that for free? Yes, I'm I'm so concerned about that. When you have a t- over twenty year old game, I'm very game. concerned yeah. that you're making money off something. Mm-hmm. Very very concerned. When it's twenty years old and you don't sell it legally, I'm very concerned. Ninety nine bottles. If you want to sell something bottles. legally, I'm completely okay. If you don't want to sell it legally, I don't give a shit. All right, if you want to hear more Tomb Raider? Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, episode 174. Tomb Raider 2013, episode 163. Tomb Raider 2, episode 45. Yeah, that's one of those old ones. That is one of those old, different, completely different cast, too, I always say. All over the place. Well, uh, let's see. Well, Stu was on that. Forget- Stu hasn't been on the show in a long time. Yeah. So, I was on that. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if other people were. Not, but a long time ago. And, uh, Richard, where can people find you at? Uh, as I said before, at the top of the cast, uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel, which is Rich Kale. Uh, you can find my stu- written stuff on such websites as fanfiction.net, Archive of Our Own, Comic Mind, where I post them under either my full name or under Rich Kale or Rich Skits Kale or Rich Gen X or something like that out there. I lose track of everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you can check out also, like if you go to the, web- to the channel, you can... On the YouTube channel, you can see me playing through such game, uh, other Tomb Raider games. I've been working through recently uh, Chronicles, although the last vi- video of that will premiere next year on January 8th. Nice. Uh, I just finished. Rec- I just re- recorded that on uh, Friday, and of course, I've got a whole year pretty much almost booked up <laughs> for video. I know the feeling. <laughs> And then I'll be starting in on Angel of Darkness, something I said for the longest time I wouldn't do, but sure. I'm going to do it. And then when I can do the retrospective for the whole Tomb Raider, Cortez Eyes timeline, I will also include the three books. Nice. <laughs> and Cody, where can people find you at? Statistically, you've probably already seen me on TikTok at Cajun Crippler. <laughs> well, I, ha- I I think I have like 4 million views in the last 60 days. Oh, my God. So, I need to, go, I do, I need to get on TikTok. It's ridiculous. You need you need to be on there. You need to put the show on there. We gotta do some stuff on there. It's been crazy. I had no idea. I started doing little dumb dumb videos for fun. Next thing you know, I got a whole ass book kickstarted off of it. But yeah, you uh, you can find me on there. 
can find me making videos about being a redneck, which I am. So I just kind of turn it up to 11, make videos about it. <laughs> I am so redneck that frog gigging is on my resume. I know that the, the accent doesn't always come across, but I am literally wearing a Waffle House hat right now. <laughs> Oh, God, we had a whole conversation about Waffle House at one point on oh, this show. Dude, I make so many videos about Waffle House on my TikTok. I usually have at least one video on there a day. Again, you pro you've probably seen me. You most likely know me as the Black Lord of the Rings guy or the Black Little Mermaid <laughs> guy or the guy with a tattoo of the devil eating at Waffle House on his back. That one had 1.1 million views. What is my life even more, uh, <laughs> even anymore? Uh, I'm currently writing a book that I kickstarted from TikTok called Harangi Fire. It is a legit, non-funny Korean fantasy Viking drama. Uh, every single character in that book, or every main character in that book is a woman. Two of them are gay, none of them are white. And I did it basically out of spite to anybody who complains <laughs> about women, or people of color, or anybody of the LGBTQ um, in media and if they don't like it they can go over and suck a fat one and that's why i'm <laughs> writing this book it turns out i mean i don't want to toot my it's fine i own dick on this but it's actually <laughs> i'm really happy with the way that it's turning out uh the people that have read a little bit have said that they really like it so fingers crossed that you'll like it when it finally comes out keep listening i'm probably going to be on to this show between now and then and i'll have a link tree and we can do pre-orders sure. yeah and i and i and i and i can talk more about the book itself but keep me in mind my book harangi fire should be dropping next summer and i'm so stoked for you guys to read it okay. yep and he's doing this because he actually didn't win the governorship of kansas i did not <laughs> i forgot about that i they would not let me run i was going to do a whole thing about it and i submitted and I did my thing, and they told me that I couldn't run for governor of Kansas. Even though I technically could, they said that, like, morally, it wasn't a good thing for me to do. So I don't know what that means. But, <laughs> you know, things, things work out. Kansas with your stupid state. I wasn't even going to go up there. It was going to be on Scout's Honor. You could have had a cool governor. I, I, hey, you remember, I Kansas, the great place. state of the Kansas City Chiefs. Always yeah, remember that. that. Is we all love Mahoney. Yeah, he lives in Kansas, as we all know. They're not in Missouri. No, no, they're Kansas. No, not at all Missouri. Kansas, or as truckers, uh, as truckers would call it, oh, God, i got to go through that dead hole. Hey, it sounds better in Idaho after Kansas. a conversation we've had earlier two hours ago, two Bacardis and Kansas. rums ago, but I don't remember. Not well. Idaho. So I was looking. I was actually looking up really Idaho and then of Maine, because I think Maine is sort of in the same ballpark in some way. can't be worse than Idaho. Okay, I have more yeah. listeners in Maine than Idaho, so you know I'm a I'm I like Maine more. Maine, Maine seems fun. I also uh, want to go to Maine Stephen someday. King books are up there. So uh, I don't know. Okay, I need to wrap this up. So if you enjoyed this episode, go check out our over 400 other episodes in our giant ass catalog. You can find if everything. If three hours wasn't enough for you, go back and check out that catalog. <laughs> and Pod Well, this is two hours and 44 minutes raw at I'm the moment. I'm gonna stretch this out again. That will be less by the time I cut, cut, cut. So, but it'll still be long. <laughs> And if you so I said all that, please, uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to help support the show, we a little bit of a dollar, you can vote in our Patreon poll. The current poll is Mike's Christmas gift, I'm calling it. There's four things I need to record, and you get to choose which one I record. Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, or Eternals, because those are all things I need to do in order to do Spider-Man No Way Home on the show. So I figured I'd just throw them in a poll and let someone choose some shit for me to do. So, ah. so the poll's for me. <laughs> 
and and hopefully we can talk him into uh, after the success was Batman '89. We can talk him into to a Tim Burton movie fest. Oh, Batman Returns Ooh. is already on, going to be Huey's on the show. Big the one Adventure, so. <laughs> best Tim Burton movie. <laughs> Legit, I that, that's we'll my see, favorite. What I think. You can hear all about it because it won't be. Yeah, it'll be recorded at some point. Hopefully next week. But <laughs> so that will be coming. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro outro courtesy of Helena and Hell Hasphere. You can follow her on TikTok. And want to give a shout out to my awesome buddy Bill Tucker who did the MCU movies with me. Started his own podcast, Gamer Looks at Forty. Definitely go check him out. If you want to talk with the show, please join our Discord. You can chat with us. And now I even put a new option Discord. You can put suggestions of what you want me to cover whether i'll do it or not who knows but you can put suggestions i'll join our discord it's free discord Link and in the don't forget to mention next week's episode oh god thank you i completely forgot i forgot last week too uh next <laughs> week's episode is metroid dread and there will be a lot of dread in that episode i'm sure so and 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 that means i'm be back for two games bitch <laughs> and mike promises that that one will be even longer than this one Oh, no. I mean, the long when I cover Kingdom Hearts 2 someday, that will be the free four-hour episode when I do Kingdom Hearts 2. I can almost, almost guarantee it already. Been, well, we haven't Red hit Dead's four hours, so... Red Dead's going to be long, I yeah. guarantee. I'll have to warn Carrie beforehand, like, yeah, to be ready to stay up all night, because we're going to be talking for a long yeah. time. About animals and Texans and cowboys and who knows what the oh, fuck else will happen. And horse, women, it's going to be crazy. And he knows history, like U.S. history. He knows it super well, so he can tell us everything that's factual and unfactual. Oh, and it'll be, This is going to be so good. I can't I'm wait. I'm so looking forward to this. So, Carrie, if you listen to this episode, see, so you're, already, already, you're already stuck doing it in May, so you have no choice. Yes. <laughs> Which right. would be great, because that's going to be right before my book comes out. This is going to be perfect, actually. <laughs> And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, all. Take it twice. (laughs) Bye.